set. Places, everybody. And action. you're listening to black girl film club a podcast where two black women discuss movies i'm Brittany, and i'm ashley and on this week's episode we're discussing tragedy girls from 2017 directed by tyler mcintyre um so this movie uh was one of my picks since our last episode was on scream um ashley suggested that we do that and i was like well, if we do Scream, I felt like we either had to do Scream 4 or we had to do Tragedy Girls. Um, they both have similar concepts to me. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I would definitely say that Tragedy Girls has like a ton in common with Scream 4. Like a lot. <laughs> Tragedy Girls was made in 2017 and Scream 4 was made in 2011, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, I believe so. To me, it felt like the writer and who happened to be like the director as well. It felt like they watched Screamed for um Scream Four and wasn't quite satisfied with that ending, and then decided mm-hmm. to try to one up it and do their own thing and make a true like predecessor to Scream, if that makes sense, or at least that's mm-hmm. the way I kind of interpret it. Hmm. I would agree. It was I. I just watched Scream Four like a couple weeks ago, um, and I didn't really like too much care for it, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, it, it has this, the same like similar themes of like, uh, I guess like girls. Well, I guess I shouldn't say girls, but <laughs> people. <laughs> if you haven't seen Scream Four, sorry, <laughs> people <laughs> who uh, are, are these teens who use the internet or like the rise of social media to like cement their legacy but also tie that in with murder like they they use that as i guess the means to make themselves you know legendary in their small towns which is kind of like a weird concept to me (laughs) to be honest to go this method like to go this route to fame is like, uh, what? Like, Stu kind of had the same concept. And, like, I don't know. For me, I would personally want to be famous than infamous. But I realize I'm not a sociopath. Right. And I think that, I think that like, with Stu, like, he's kind of, like, mostly tagging along for the ride. It's kind of all, like, a big joke to him. Whereas Billy is more like, I have motive. Your mom fucked up my life. (laughs) And so like he has a clear motivation, which I mean, it's not right, but like it at least makes a little bit more sense than just like, oh, we're going to like go out here, kill some people and people will just be so enamored with us that they'll just love us. And it's like, like what is... What is the, the, from point A to point B, there's like some scrambling in the, in the middle of that. 
Um, but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the director of this movie must have seen Scream Four because, like, in that movie, there's a lot of talk about being like, uh, like highly influenced by, like, the horror movies that came before it, and even the kids in the movie. Like, it's basically if you like look at, I guess, the cycle of horror movies like scream four is like technically like the remake in some aspects like they um they like they directly reference the events of the first movie but i in this movie i think they try to do like they do reference different horror movies um like i know for sure death proof and there's other ones i'll pop up and we can like talk about it but i just i don't know like i feel i the way i felt about scream four was that someone I don't know the writer or was it Wes? I'm not sure. But somebody was like, you know, damn these kids <laughs> and their Twitter <laughs> and their Instagram, which I don't think Instagram was like as big as it is. But I don't know, like, I guess Facebook would be like the one at the time. Uh, it's Facebook, I think, at this point, it probably would have been Facebook. Like a mash between the two. Yes, like from old, like if you talk to old ass people and they be like, y'all on that, y'all see that Facebook on the Facebook? Oh, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that <Good> face. <laughs> that's where I feel like some of that was coming from. Like, yeah. It feels very it, old man yells at cloud. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just. Way. Makes me think of Clint Eastwood for whatever reason. I know it's Grandpa Clint's fucking chair. (laughs) You mean his son Scott? Because they both have the same amount of charisma. I don't like. (laughs) I don't. I don't. I try. I don't go actively see movies with him in it. He just happens to pop up, and I just every time I'm like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" He has a range of a mannequin. Bless his life. Like, just bless him. He's he's a white man with blue eyes. He'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. With a famous dad. He's he's good. He's good money. But yeah, I think for for Scream 4, uh, there's a lot of like talk about social media and like teens and social media and and how they use it for fame purposes which is weird because i don't know was this like around the was were viral videos like a thing in 2011 it seems like so freaking long ago i don't yeah because scarlet took that tumble like in 2007 like she that table I, I felt like she fell off that table in 1999. That's what it seemed like to me. But I feel like because Best Week Ever was on, mm. and Best Week oh. Ever used to do those. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember? Yeah, Best Week I remember. Ever. I, I had forgotten Best Week Ever, and then there was um oh the soup on E. Yes. That was kind of. Uh, yeah okay yeah you're right you're right I just don't remember it I just feel like it's it's gotten bigger like there's more regular people who are famous nowadays for doing things that aren't really necessarily talent based like it's usually for like their their personalities or their 
or what we perceive to be their personalities, whether it's true or not. It's definitely not. But (laughs) (laughs) I guess we live in a world like at this point in time, almost everyone has like an iPhone or Mm -hmm. like an Android. So we always have access to the Internet. The Internet is widespread. It's faster. So that allows for people to make more viral content more often. And I must be old as hell because, like, think of the lifespan of a meme. Like, think of, like, like, think of, like, ancient ones, like, um, it's the juggernaut, bitch. Like, Oh, God, that was the entirety (laughs) of my freshman year. And I never knew what anybody was talking about because I didn't really know what YouTube was at the time. <laughs> or was it on YouTube? <laughs> was it on YouTube? So. Wait, no, it my fr- no, it might be older than that. It might have come from like E-Bomb's world, which... Oh God, that place is nuts. <laughs> like back in ancient times of the internet, E-Bomb's world had a lot of like comedy videos that mm-hmm. I guess right now are like hard to explain because the humor is so early aughts that it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but that's where most things used to come from pre YouTube. Oh my God. Like, and, and we like just live had to journal. explain it. <laughs> yes. Live journal too was like, I remember my first like meme situation or like encounter with memes or like at least something close to like gifts and stuff was like, when the dark night was coming out and everybody was so oh. hyped about it on on um oh no they didn't and everybody Taco had like Bell. Taco. yeah they they had the the one where he's they had the christian bale one where he's like in a sombrero it's from like american psycho i think he's like he's got like a sombrero he does that weird little dance to huey lewis in the news yeah <laughs> and, sombrero. And, yeah he has a sombrero and they had the ones with the tacos going in his mouth i think they had oh you know what the one was though the Christian Bale and Kermit meme. That was the <gasps> one. Oh, that one was a good one. I think that was like probably the first because I still laugh at that. But it was like so like it was like a thing that would be like on the internet for a long time. And now I think you probably get a good week and a half out of a meme. And then it kind of it kind of like like it almost like it's like by process of osmosis like you kind of just don't realize that it's just sort of spread everywhere to the point where you don't even realize like where is this from (laughs) like what was the context for this piece of internet media (laughs) yeah like big dick energy that went far that went too far (laughs) (laughs) i like was watching it happen i was like Oh no. And the, it's so funny. I cause I remember who she was talking about. She was talking about she was talking about <laughs> random people. But I remember one of the musicians she was talking about was Damon Albarn from Blur, which most people have no I don't think most people like readily know, at least on this side of the Atlantic, readily know who that is off the top of their heads. Was so like all of a sudden who Pete Davidson had picked it no and it's he he didn't though (laughs) I mean yeah he did not but according to three people on the internet he did well in Ariana Grande but oh yeah she did yeah 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 we didn't ever need to know so (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, I wrote down like a bunch of things, but I guess we could like talk about 
I uh, as it happens. But I I think the the thing I I noticed the most about this is kind of like about tragedy girls is that there's kind of like a they have like this very shallow motivation to like submit their to cement their legacy through murder but it there's not really like more to it which i was hoping there would be like there's kind of like a like a little explanation given like at the very end pretty much but there's not like a whole like there's no real reason why they have decided to be serial killers <laughs> like they just sort of was like oh okay like we'll do it but there's no like there's no like billy loomis situation where there's like years of like resentment there's just like okay we've decided this is how we're going to be famous and we just need a hundred thousand followers to do it and it'll change our lives and i i don't really <laughs> i don't really get how like i think a lot of like older people or like yeah older people really they kind of think that social media is only just for like vapid people who don't have real like depth to themselves and to their personalities or have no personalities and I think that's kind of true in some aspects and not true in a lot of others like for me personally like not for me personally I guess like what I've seen is that a lot of people uh use social media to sort of like steer the narrative around themselves in a way that's not um they never were afforded without it so like you have like stuff like blackout and uh various other i guess like you know like people really get pissed about selfies and stuff but like a lot of people uh, are able to show themselves as like being beautiful or being like desirable in ways that they wouldn't be if you just were relying on traditional outlets of media because I mean, for the longest time, up until very, very recently, we were seeing like the same types of girls in the same types of ads all the time. And it's only really because people are getting these followings that may not be, you know, super skinny or super clear skin or super whatever. Like, you know, it it's people are using it in more savvy ways. And I think that they were prepared for and they didn't really capture that in this in this movie they mostly did it like it kind of always reminded me of like those stupid shane dawson <laughs> videos that have been coming out lately where it's like i'm going to reveal the truth i don't i will say this i don't I have no idea who that is i know it's a youtube it's but... a youtuber i just figured out who this person is apparently he does videos i don't really watch youtube for people's personalities i watch them to get reviews so i can go buy things <laughs> like and even then i'm just kind of like i i don't really need your review i just kind of want to see like what the swatch looks like and if it looks all right on a brown skin person then we're good so like i just need it for that but yeah he's like some youtube guy uh i don't really know too much about him but apparently he's he's you know doing exposés on his friends which really aren't exposés they're just like pieces because <laughs> he knows these people personally so he's not gonna write mean things about them but yeah the the tragedy girls they do their whole like youtube thing and i guess i should talk about the plot we've been going for like 15 yeah. minutes talk about the plot it's <laughs> so, simple so this is honestly very, more than the movie's giving you 
it's very very simple it's it's um what are the names their names are sadie and michaela they're like best friends and they decide to kidnap a serial killer that is in their town i'm pretty sure they're the for some reason either they're the only ones who know about him or they're the only ones who realize that he is like a serial killer and he has like an mo i think it's both yeah like they're they're not really giving a whole lot of like the town doesn't really uh doesn't seem to realize that there's a serial killer in the midst maybe the the police do but anyways they uh so sadie and michaela kidnap this serial killer and they want him basically to like teach them his ways like they're like basically their biggest fans and their whole thing is like they run this twitter account called uh at tragedy girls they also have a tumblr and they uh they want to be famous and they decided the way to be famous is to murder a bunch of people then frame the serial killer that they have in their in the warehouse that they've kidnapped they'll frame him and then they'll be famous because they'll be the ones that basically exposed the story and wa- raised awareness to this killer in their town um and that's really it <laughs> like there isn't really much else to it i guess they kind of had this veneer of being like really nice girls they're really like you know ordinary girls not super weird or whatever even though like one of them is super into horror movies um i think it's zadie the white girl there's a white girl and a black girl (laughs) yes so michaela hooper is named after basically toby hooper who directed texas chainsaw massacre Mm -hmm. and sadie cunningham is named after sean cunningham and he is responsible for friday the 13th Oh, okay. Um, so Michaela is black and she's played by Alexander Ship, like Alexandra Ship. Y'all might know her as uh Storm in X Men Two Apocalypse and whatever else is in that whole universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bruh. what I call it. X Men Two Apocalypse to me. Bruh. Like I can't <laughs> tell you why. That's just how my brain works. But yeah. She is a light-skinned Storm who stands strong in Storm's light-skinnedness despite everything else and says things on record like, yeah, there's no uh, no problem with Storm being light-skinned despite her being dark-skinned in the comics. But, you know, that's a whole nother thing. Bless her heart. <laughs> I hope that her views change soon. But based on a other things i doubt if they will but we'll see um and the white girl is played by uh brianna hildenbrand i think her name is Mm -hmm. and she is from deadpool deadpool sorry y'all that's a different movie but she's from deadpool and she plays what teenage (laughs) negasonic warhead yeah negasonic teenage warhead she's the one with the buzz cut Yes. So that's who we're working with here. And um, what I thought was cute, but it also was lacking for me. I thought it was cute that um, Elise Neal played Michaela's parent, like mom. I was just surprised that she popped up. I was like, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh my God! Because yeah. <laughs> in uh, Scream 2, 
and she plays Sydney's roommate in in like the first draft, which we talked about a little bit on our last episode. Um, Haley or Elise Neal's character was supposed to be one of the killers, which would have been cool actually when you sit down and think about it. So, yeah. like that's why I like was behind like Tragedy Girls for what it's trying to do because mm-hmm. I thought like you get a lot of male serial killers or aspiring serial killers mm-hmm. um but you very rarely get stories about female ones yeah. and also um seemingly well-adjusted teenage girls yeah. um so I thought that was really cool because Sadie and Michaela are like your every team um they are members of the cheer squad. Um, I believe Michaela and they're both on like the prom committee. They're yeah, both very involved with their activities at school that no one would really look into them. And the only person who figures something in the milk ain't clean <laughs> is their classmate. And his name is Jordan Welch. And he, is played by Jack Quaid and bless his heart. He looks like both of his parents, but also like a puggle. Like <laughs> who is this? Who is this person? Who is this, this is parent? Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's son. Oh, why was I like, Googling? Were you telling me to Google this person? Why did I Google this person before? He, I don't know. He looks like when you have like two really cute Sims, but they're all made with custom content. Then wow, they have okay. a baby, and that baby looks like ooh, like a CGI version of like Ed Sheeran. Oh That's kind of what Jack Quaid looks like in terms of his parents. Like that combo of his parents would create him. Why don't I know what Meg Ryan looks like? She looks like uh, a white lady. <laughs> I know who Dennis Quaid look like. Not not who. I know what he looks like. You know, I'm not even going to dig into this. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm looking at the picture. I watched the movie. He was in... Oh. See, I don't remember him being in Logan Lucky, but I don't remember much about that movie. because it wasn't And he was also in The Hunger Games. Yeah, and I've only seen one of those. Um, I've seen, yep, I've seen them, I think. <laughs> yeah, I've always seen the first one, and then maybe part of the last one, I think it's because it happened to be on television. <laughs> I didn't actually seek it out. It's not really, not really for me. Um, but yeah, he he's the, he's the uh, I guess, the love interest, technically. But also not really, and we can go into that too, because he he kind of he has a crush on Sadie, but he's also their video editor. Like when they they make videos for I guess their blog or whatever or YouTube probably that, you know, expose the truth about there's a serial killer in their town and I guess Rosedale is their town. And yeah. he is their editor, but he also is the son of the police chief 
So he's kind of in a weird spot because he's like, why are these girls so obsessed with murder? But also like, I mean, this girl's cute, so I'm just going to ignore him. He, he's the Sydney. He's the Sydney. Oh, he is the he's, Sydney. He's the Sydney. Oh, ooh, this got a level. Y'all Those not levels. One, five levels now. <laughs> we had a second. We had a, another half level. Like a half um, step up. <laughs> but, but, okay, so... The movie basically opens with Sadie making out with this guy in a car. And she is very impatient. You can tell that she's not attracted to whoever she's with. She's just there for whatever reason. And they're interrupted by noises around the car. So it opens like your typical like horror movie at like a make out point. Um, And one thing I noticed about this scene and I thought that it was going to be like a little trivia nugget was like the bridge that they were on had the town's name, but it also had 1996. So I was like, are they making a reference to Scream? Oh, I didn't notice that. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to IMDb and see if that's a nugget. And then they were like, girl, we don't know. If it's a nugget, it's a nugget, I guess. Yeah, we both did not movie. really find a whole lot on this movie. And I don't know if that's for like, on my part, like lack of trying or, but you actually like Googled around and stuff. So I don't know, like, what is up with the lack of information? Cause we tried to even Google like the, the directors and stuff and writers and they have information on INDB, but like not a lot. Yeah. So. To me, that was a nugget. Um, <laughs> and on the bridge, like, the guy she's with is not responding to any of the signs that someone's around the car. Like and so she's like, she's like, you need to check. And he's like, why? He's like, go check. So she eventually, like, peer pressures him into checking. And <laughs> dude gets, like, a machete in the face. So this is where uh, Sadie meets who she's basically been stalking and laying traps for over a course of time. Um, so she meets Lil something lemon. So he is a town's uh, serial killer yeah. and together her and Sadie subdue him and take them, take him to, I guess their headquarters. It's kind of like the teenage version of the shack that Macaulay Culkin had in the good son. Like he had that like, <laughs> creepy little like sociopath shack in the woods yeah it was like a deluxe version of that like (laughs) you're almost an adult you got this creepy shack like i have seen like pieces of that movie and like they're just those little pieces of it that i like little clips i've seen i'm like this might be too much (laughs) me because he just looks like he's going to kill elijah wood (laughs) At any point, and so I'm like, no, please don't kill little big eyed Elijah Wood. Hello, <laughs> he, he's so precious. <laughs> so I, I have not even sat through that movie all the way, but I know, I know, <laughs> he's definitely a little sociopath in that movie, like to a degree that is upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where, like, when the serial killer comes to. 
he is greeted by a very enthusiastic and eager Sadie and Michaela. And he's put off by it because he's saying wild stuff like, I'm going to rip out your innards in front of your family and yeah, shit like that. He said he's going to skull fuck their, what he's, no, he said he's going to skull fuck them. And then <laughs> and while their parents watch or something like that. And they, they were like, like oh, they were cracking so up at him. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> and he was a little shook by it because he's like, uh... And then that's when they reveal to him that they've been stalking him. Like, they know his, like, current death count. So with the murder tonight, he's at five. They're mm-hmm. big threat fans. How Sadie cut, like, matched the profile of her his typical victim. And they just, like, stand over him for a couple minutes. And he's like, y'all, for real, like, I'm going to kill you. And they're like, ah, you're so hilarious. <laughs> so they try to like ask him if he would like to be their mentor, which was like the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Let's see what happens with this. Nothing really happens, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting take. Like, I want to see what happens. Um. And he's still talking shit. And then eventually he ends up like headbutting Michaela and they get upset with him and like tase him again. And then they end up berating him because the guy that she was with didn't die. So now he's back down to four. So that's how they spent their evening. I think one of them smothers him basically because he asked for them to call the ambulance. He's like half dead. He's like on this table or whatever, and he's like, "Call the ambulance." He's like, "Yeah, they're coming. They're right on their way." And then they stuff like some cloth in his mouth and hold his nose until he dies. And you're like, "All right, <laughs> we they had no issue <laughs> going for it." So yeah, they do get mad at him because he didn't do his job as a serial killer, which is to kill. <laughs> which i was surprised because like like he basically like it's a jason machete like he's basically wandering around like jason like that's mm-hmm. the serial killer's whole like outfit because he's got like a mask and stuff right too i believe i think so i think i think that's i think so but he definitely has like this gigantic machete and you would think like if you get like a machete to the center of your forehead that you would be out of there <laughs> and not like <laughs> hanging out like 20 minutes later like help please help I'm like oh no not, you not- at the crossroads with Uncle Charles. <laughs> yeah. definitely out of here uh but yeah they um they are kind of the way okay the way the thing about this scene that kind of fucked me up is the fact that sadie like when he when she made him get out the car and and she's like yeah go check go check and she's like yes Jack, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so underhanded how they do him because I guess they like suckered him, suckered him into going there with her because she had guess given him like a couple hand jobs or something that was mentioned later. But they've basically been like trick, and they I think they they had done this more than once because they also yes they they have to. I guess the next scene is them like dismembering him. And they reference Breaking Bad because it's like a famous scene, like the first, I think like one or two episodes where Jesse and uh, what's his face? I cannot remember his name. Walter. 
Walt, yes, Walter, have to dis, uh, dismember someone they've killed on accident, I think. And they put it in acid, but they got the, uh, they had the wrong tub. They had like, you know, your Walmart Tupperware <laughs> kind of tub. And then it melted through the fucking floor or melted through the thing and it melted through the floor and there's like blood everywhere. So they clearly been studying. And like, they mentioned clearly, something about like the town's cats and dogs, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." So they've, they've been, kidnapping, been not even kidnapping. They've been just basically going around killing people's cats to, and other like yeah, cats and dogs. And I I don't know if there's any other pets, but they have been using that to test out their acid level to see if it is truly as acidic as it needs to be, which is so fucking weird. <laughs> Yeah, they were too perfect with this. Like, but then we'll get to something a little later on that got on my nerves about their whole process. So what I thought was interesting was like, this is how they spent their evening. But then the next scene is them at school and like how well adjusted they are. So this is where we meet like Jordan, um, the sheriff's son. And this is something that I thought would be better. Um, mm-hmm. he referenced like her letting him borrow martyrs, which if anybody recommends martyrs to you, that's a red flag, y'all. Like <laughs> that, that coming from me of all people, that's a red flag. Let me look um, this up. <laughs> I'm gonna no, let I'm actually to... look it up because no, it's intense. But I thought that they would reference more horror movies or use basically if they've done all the studying they supposedly watch all these horror movies i expected both of them to be a little more randy-ish in their references if that makes sense Mm -hmm. okay wait what is this movie about (laughs) (laughs) hold on i need like hold on that wikipedia thing is too long Okay. Do you want? Oh, wait. The 2008, the French, <laughs> the French one. This is not the first time you mentioned yes. French stuff. Oh, bruh, bruh. French, French horror movies, y'all. They, I, they be on one. Okay. Young woman's quest for revenge against the people who kidnapped and tormented her child leads her and a friend, who's also a victim of child abuse, on a terrifying journey into a living hell of depravity. Well, girl. Yeah. So they just go on basically a killing spree? No, this movie's like four different movies at the same time. Oh, so yeah. it begins with a revenge of someone going into a house, killing all the residents, and then somehow it ends up with the people like the women being kidnapped and tortured to a point by like I guess the church. The point is to put the human body and the spirit through so much that they can see into the afterlife and know what happens as after we pass. All right. They like a lot of people who get to that point, like either they get almost there and then die before they have that point. And the movie ends with someone reaching that point while being filleted. So it's mm-hmm. 
mm. gory it's intense and if anyone recommends that to you like hey you need to watch this uh that's a red flag trust mm. me Mm-mm. like i've oh, seen right. it one time that <laughs> was the only have. time i needed to see it oh god of course you have <laughs> jesus <laughs> But oh, like they should have been like spitting like them horror like facts or at least like even like billions too. Like no, they didn't need to say, Hey Jordan, I was watching like what Bride of Chucky yesterday and I thought about you. Like it doesn't <laughs> have to be like that. <laughs> it just has to be something. Yeah, she just went like extra, like the extra mile, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> from the exorcist because i'm sorry the exorcist is fairly tame i don't know if that's because i'm just broken and dead inside or what but i <laughs> thought that, that i thought the exorcist was pretty tame when i first watched it to the point where i almost fell asleep so like it's just really gross and i guess if you're afraid of like demonic possession because plenty of people are but um yeah between that and whatever this movie is that you just talking about like <laughs> the the scale <laughs> dramatically <laughs> it sounds way worse than the exorcist but yeah i guess that's her her love letter to him in her in her own way of flirting um yeah i'd be i'd be you know i'd be a little concerned as well if somebody gave me and then he did he say he enjoyed it was he kidding yeah he i don't think you know what the way he said it to me i didn't think he really meant it because that's also like if he says yeah i really liked it that's a red flag for him as well because no. <laughs> yeah um i feel like he was just saying it because she recommended it to him and he even went as far to say you know i'm i'm really starting to get into french movies you know french horror i was like are you oh. <laughs> you're like you're not long for this world baby you're not long for this world <laughs> um but this is where we see like more of their day and um you meet like their teacher for a couple minutes and they're talking about something and it like kind of pant like says that a couple people are missing as well so it goes back into the possible serial killer and how like everybody needs to be thinking about the families um but michaela and sadie are like just focused to see if anything has been mentioned in the news um because right now the kid is still missing i think yeah so the sheriff comes into their class uh and is kind of talking about uh, they they like the police think that uh the dude the uh murdered kid whose name was craig they think he ran away from home and so the girls basically have not gotten their credit <laughs> as like, even though it wouldn't be like, just like explicitly them getting the credit, they still have not gotten, like they're pointing the, the town in the opposite direction, which they want the town to think that there's a serial killer on the loose because technically there is, but they also did that and they are not being recognized for it, which is, Yo, <laughs> they get so pissed like they are like irritated and the sheriff is like well there's nobody there's nothing and some some other kid in cl- i guess it was jordan jordan's in class he's like do you want to was that jordan 
That's like, do you want us to warn us about anything else? I think so. I think it was him. Yeah, he's like, do you want to tell us anything else? And Jeff's like, no. (laughs) And leaves. (laughs) (laughs) They they have a very, I guess, a tenuous relationship. I feel like this is where they like also go to a cheerleading practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, a, or maybe a little before cheerleading practice. Cause this is where like Michaela's ex-boyfriend, Toby, they found out that he is getting more followers than they are on their tragedy girls website or Twitter or Tumblr. And yeah. Sadie suggests they go see Toby and um, ask him for like a shout out to tell more people about him. Yeah. Um, but I think that happens after the little scene with cheerleading. Um, yeah. So there's like, so they're, you mentioned there's, they are cheerleaders. Uh, I think they have like a weird confrontation with uh, the head cheerleader. Is she head cheerleader? I don't, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. So I guess her name is Syl. Like Sybil? Mm-hmm. Um, Sylvia? Maybe? Probably it, Sylvia. Yeah. They mention it later, but I think her name is like they call her still. They just basically get into it. I think like Michaela's more of like the of the uh outwardly confrontational of the two of them. Sadie's more of like the I don't know, she's kind of more of like the chill, kind of quieter one. Uh but they basically I mean I don't even know why they are in cheerleading. I guess it's as a cover. Like, I don't know if they even really, they both don't care about it. I don't know. That don't, part wasn't fleshed out either. No, they don't. They don't, they don't flesh that part out, like, at all. Like, what, like, you know, it pretty much ain't, not really a whole lot before the events of the movie do they, like, go into, other than the fact that Sadie and and Michaela have been friends since basically the dawn of time. Or at least since they were little children. Uh, and they also, um, we find out another piece of technological know-how of the girls because they have the killer in a basement, like in like, like on a constant camera, like feed, something like Periscope. But did you notice that like, it was like one scene they showed them, it was like a lot of like smiley faces and hearts. Yeah, that's what I was like. It, and I was like, y'all on the dark web? Like, like I was confused like that. I was like, "Do you have them on Facebook Live, or is this like the dark web? <laughs> like, <laughs> where are you getting these likes from?" <laughs> I think they were on the dark web because, like, this should have been like somebody should have been knocking on y'all door about this shit. Yeah, like, yeah, like somebody you know looking through for your your IP address or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Because there's a thing also too about these girls, they don't ever turn off their location on their phone that comes up later. They always like you always know where they are because they're always attached to their phones. They are always checking their Twitter. They're always trying to see how many likes they have. They even start a hashtag. What was like hashtag pray for? Oh no, it was praying for Craig hashtag Rosedale Killer. <laughs> that was their yes. their hashtag, and that's when when they go up to um. To Michaela's ex-boyfriend, who turns out to be what's his face from Hunger Games, little Peter <laughs> Brit. Yeah, Peter, which is so. Peter really Brit. Is he really supposed to be bread? Like, is that a reference to bread? 
his name was Zell Peter. And his daddy and him were bakers. All yeah, right. his name was damn Peter Bray. <laughs> wow. All right. See, okay. <laughs> Wait, like, like really Bella good- Swan. Bella Swan, the most beautiful girl in what well, where where did they live? Alaska? Seattle? <laughs> they lived in they lived somewhere in Sforks. Forks? Forks. I just Forks? watched. I just watched all Twilight. Wait, yeah. Forks, Washington. Yeah. Forks, Washington. Wait. No, I'm going to Google it. <laughs> oh, it's a real place? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought she was Yeah, you that. know, Stephanie got them skills, girl. Does she know? <laughs> she does. Wow. Yeah. For the, everybody listening, I definitely um had like a mini marathon a couple of weeks ago where I watched all Twilight. I only mildly regret it because it was hilarious <laughs> so, but also stupid like really stupid so i've just taken everything from that show or movie <laughs> series with like a healthy dose of disbelief because <laughs> as far as i'm concerned everything is made up <laughs> from twilight um okay back to, back to tragedy girls yeah they go and they meet up with Peta. Because he, PETA, PETA bread, not PETA, the, the organization. <laughs> they meet up with him. <laughs> they meet up with him and he's like over there talking to like a bunch of girls. I guess he's like consoling them while also on his like stupid motorcycle. And like Michaela kind of still like has a thing for him. But Sadie is like, dude, he's stupid. Who cares? And they're pissed because. He has like I don't know how many more like more followers than them that he has. Apparently, he only has fifteen thousand. Which I was like, is that a lot? But I mean, I don't have followers like that, so I don't really. I don't fifteen thousand significant. Is that on Instagram or is that like on? It looked like they were on Instagram. Okay, I mean that is a lot of people in your business, <laughs> so I guess. I guess if you're trying to be a social media person, I guess like when when is the level when you get sent free stuff? That was always my question. I mean, I don't know. Like if y'all get too many free stuff, they're gonna start digging up shit you said back in fifth grade, bitch. <laughs> and put it on so I assume honestly, I feel like you start getting free stuff if you got like ten thousand followers. Okay. You start getting haters when you have uh like a thousand followers. <laughs> like it might even be me, honestly. <laughs> but I'm not gonna make a direct reference to this, but at some point you gotta forgive people who say dumb shit when they were like if you say dumb shit before the age of like 15, I'll give you a pass because you're a dumbass until you honestly turn like 19. I'll yeah. give you a dumbass pass until you're 19. Even in the age of internet, like with open access to internet as it is, I'll give you a pass until you're 15. Then you know how to Google nigga and you need to know what you're saying. Like, Jesus, because we all said dumb stuff when we were kids. Like, I'll think about something I said at like 12, and I'm like, Ooh, oh, I was yeah. a dummy. Yeah, Ooh, I'm glad I'm grown now and not that dumb anymore. So, like, yeah, for some people, it's, give them a pass. It's definitely, well, for a lot of people, it's definitely a process. Although, sometimes, you know, 
Now, if you 25 still talking about dumb shit, bitch, that's you as a person, you raggedy. <laughs> so <laughs> you deserve to have everything snatched. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, okay, but PETA, 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 PETA. PETA Brad. He posts the same things as them. He's kind of like these, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. Because he's posting similar hashtags to them. And he's posting basically, I guess, like the same sort of like, oh, pray for pray for Craig or whatever. But he has like significantly more followers than him. And they ask him for like a blog shout out. And he says no, because it would be off brand. And he also like, speaks to the third person. When you look at it, it's like, it's like pictures of him with these quotes. You like, know what? I hate that shit. Can I just say that? I I hate that shit. When people will be like, oh, you know, we just need to pray for all the, the gun violence victims. But then it's like a picture of you in a bikini. Like, what? The correlation ain't, <laughs> the math ain't adding up. It doesn't add up. Like when Zac Efron posts something about Martin Luther King Day with the, like a picture of him. Like, like, not Martin Luther King, literally just a selfie. Like, literally just Zac Efron posting a picture of Zac Efron with a quote about Martin Luther King and having Martin Luther King Day. You know what this just reminded me of? I feel so bad, but I'm going to talk about it. It was when Tony Braxton, was it Tony Braxton who tried to, like, Google a picture of her and Aretha Franklin, but she screenshotted the whole... And she's and she misspelled it to a point where I was like, "Girl, auto correct was nowhere to be found, like at all." Her own name, like her own name. Yeah, she googled her first and last name, Aretha's first and last name, (laughs) and I don't know who the other person was. I guess she was looking for a specific picture, but she just screenshotted it and posted. (laughs) She ain't cropping everybody. And I know that's due to everybody age. Everybody looked at how everything was smelled. Like, <laughs> ooh. I know that's due to age. And, like, she was actually in the picture. So, that makes sense. It was, or, like, Aretha was in the picture. So, it wasn't just, like, Pony Googling herself and be like, I'm so sad for Aretha. Look at my face from 20 years ago. Like, <laughs> like it, it was her. But still, the way people kind of try to, I don't know. There's no real way to express grief on the internet but there's definitely a wrong way (laughs) to do it i think like there's no right or wrong way but there's also like very very like you should reconsider how you Mm -hmm. approach this subject (laughs) because he is i think it's just pictures of him like on his motorcycle (laughs) and i see this sometimes well like it's okay so sometimes you have the people who are like like oh are you fans of them now name three of their songs and then you have the people who are like oh i never heard of you talking about them before and they'll even like search your twitter with the term and be like oh you never talked about them before today so are you really a fan or what (laughs) it's so stupid but then also you have the people who kind of do like the most to try to feel like they're a part of the conversation when they really just could keep it cute and just not post anything or post something very you know straight to the point like you don't have to make he's like pretending to be like grief counselor over there and all kinds of stuff i just but only to the girls only to, only the, girls. to the girls don't yeah not none of the dudes 
None of the guys are over there. Only the girls. He's, you know, rubbing them on the shoulders and shit. And, like, I just find that stuff so, like, gross sometimes. Because you can kind of tell when people are kind of, like, bending themselves to, like, wedge their opinion into, like, a greater conversation. It's like, you know, you really just can sit this one out. It's fine. Just log on tomorrow. (laughs) So, this is, like out of jealousy this is where they get the idea that toby gotta go oh yeah so (laughs) they plot to kill toby um and by death proofing him that's how they call it they want (laughs) like we're gonna death proof him oh brad they did though they did yeah they so yeah which okay they okay i didn't like this little quote they had at the beginning but before they go and death proof him because it was kind of try hard to me because the one thing about Scream and like a lot of these other movies that kind of deal with like teenagers and you know whether it's teen murderers or just teens going to prom or whatever the hell like they are usually very quotable like that's part of the fun because teenagers say such ridiculous things that kind of don't even entirely make all of the sense but it just they just work <laughs> in some ways but this one, she was like, Sadie was like, to make an omelet, you gotta, you have to kill a few ex-boyfriends. And I was like, <laughs> who wrote that? Uh, Tyler McIntyre. <laughs> it is like, there's nothing in this movie that's really quotable, which kind of sucks because I think the mark of like a good teen movie is that, like, no matter the subject matter, it's quotable. Like, you can always feel like you can like start quoting it with your friends like how many things do we quote from like clueless and and bring it on and and scream <laughs> like you can, def- <laughs> you can definitely quote scream it's a movie about murder and you can still quote it to your friends but this movie is just that one line stuck out to me because i was like bruh that's no not only does it not really make a ton of sense i guess there's, she's trying to say like oh you have to kill your ex-boyfriends to get to what you're trying to do like the end result or whatever but I didn't like it. I just had to. You know what? This movie should have directly referenced Scream. I know. It it should have literally spelled it out for us with that. It missed out on an opportunity. I think it could have been. No, I don't know. It could have been a hard call because it could have benefited from it. And then it could have been a disaster. Or like it could have been too Um, much. like Like a fake Scream remake yeah it has to toe hmm. the line sometimes like references are good but then sometimes they're too much and then it just kind of gets away from people i feel yeah yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. um so we move on to them death proofing apparently this man so they, they know that toby <laughs> takes um a nightly motorcycle ride which mm-hmm. What time is he like going on this ride? I um, I thought it was a sunset at first, but then it just turned like pitch black real quick. I was like, "This nighttime, nighttime, <laughs> yeah. like this 10 p.m." <laughs> yeah, like, are you in high school? Did you have homework? <laughs> um, so they lay down a bunch of spikes in front of like where he apparently is gonna drive fast, mm-hmm. and they fuck him like. They run him off the road because I feel like he did something and might have missed the first trap. 
and then they end up kind of like running him off the road and fucking him up like he's fuck up yeah they like they i think michaela's the one driving sadie's hiding out in the bushes because she's the one who throws the tired bikes or whatever and so michaela is doing what kurt russell did in death proof and she's like driving behind him all on top of him which of course you're not supposed to drive on top of motorcycles and also if she wanted to she could just pass him but i don't think he really gets it or whatever so he is still driving she turns off the lights and then so i don't i don't think he can see because he's on some like really random like two-lane road to the point i was like why are you out here like, like where do they live yeah you're like 16 or somewhere in the midwest where there's nothing out there so like <laughs> he he's he crashes but i didn't realize he crashed that badly but he like i think like his like he broke a couple limbs yeah no that leg was bent back like a chicken wing god, that shit was fucked up. god he was a little yeah he was all bloody and and bent like fucking tetris pieces <laughs> all fucked up so they are celebrating this heel sort of like well they are excited that they run him off the road but then they go and see that he's not dead and they're like well fuck what are we gonna do so they stab him up so they stab him at first sadie tries and michaela thinks she's not doing the best job so well, she, does, she, she takes the night she stabs him in the in the bone. That's the problem. They have to keep stabbing him because she stabbed him. They're trying to aim for his heart. And somehow she keeps hitting the breastbone, which I was like, you are way off. <laughs> if you're trying to get to his heart, I guess you need to move it over a couple inches over. But you kind of hear it a bunch of times. She's trying to like, miss the knife gets like jabbed in his bone. So he's not dying. So they're kind of inept. <laughs> yeah, they're not really great at this. No, they're but not. But I guess he was their starting, their true starting point. That's true. So, um, they hear somebody on the road. So Sadie goes to try to see who it is and stop them from looking to see where, um, like what's going on on the side of the road. So she pretends to have car trouble and says that she got it. Um, and while she's talking to the driver, Michaela is left with, um, uh, Toby yes. and makes out with him while he's dying. Like, yeah. and I almost threw up in my mouth. I was <laughs> like, mm, no, well, no, no, you know, no, well, no. You know what he says though? He's like, if I'm going to be murdered, I'm so happy with you. And I was like, pardon? Like, I don't think he really said that. Like, I think that was part of her fantasy. Do you think that was? Because, yeah, because I don't know. He like, like, that whole scene seemed like a fantasy. Like, yeah. it didn't seem real. He sounds but, like he was stupid shit like that. He speaks in third person. Well, you, you raise a very <laughs> likely point. <laughs> That's what I'm just saying. You know, sometimes when people speak in third person, anything's liable to come out of their mouth. Because they're already so removed from themselves. <laughs> they have to say whatever the fuck they want to say. <laughs> But it was a weird scene. I was like, bruh, he's bloody and he's broken. (laughs) (laughs) He's sitting here with limbs at right angles and you are with your face, like you are in his mouth. Like, 
what are you doing? What, what are you doing? What is, what's going on? But also, did you did yeah. we say did we say when she tries to call him, she tries to pull like a Michael Myers, and she calls him before he goes riding, and he's she's going like breathing on the phone like. <sighs> yes, <laughs> and he's and like she, Michaela. Well, he he guesses three other girls' names before hers. They're all girls. He doesn't guess anybody else's like any dude's name. They're all women, and so. She's like, what the fuck? I was number four. <laughs> like, and the fucking thing, she's right outside his house. Like, he's right there. Like, in the driveway. Her in the car. Yeah, because she was like on her phone, like, Ugh. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> she was doing the most. So, their whole their relationship must have been really. I can see that being a hot mess from start. I mean, the finish is definitely a hot mess, but like, the whole entire time they were probably together, it was like, oh, y'all are a bunch of weirdos. So when Sadie gets back from the driver, she catches Michaela making out with this dead boy. And she's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and and Michaela's like, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. And she felt like I felt like I was like, what? She was grossed out. And I felt like vindicated for being grossed out. No, nah, I was like, I'm glad that we're on the same page. Um, yeah. So from there, they go back to the school and realize that no one has declared his death a murder. Like they are writing and believing that it's a. Um, an accident. Yeah. So she approaches like one of the local um local reporters and says, like, you know, we just rode past there, we just saw it and it looks like somebody's been murdered. And then the reporter's kinda like disputing her claims, like, no, it was an accident. And so she gets really, really pissed and they go about their day and realize they're still not getting the attention. And then they have um, the bright idea to kill somebody else after their prom committee meeting. The head cheerleader wants to raise money for the people who have been killed. And they want like the money from the prom to go toward the families. Mm-hmm. And um, Michaela and Sadie are like, no, like this is our prom. We shouldn't have to keep it, like make it a memory of anybody. It's for us these are our memories. The rest of the prom committee ends up siding with the cheerleading captain. Mm-hmm. So that gets them on, that gets her on their bad side. So yeah. they decide that she's going to be their next victim. Yeah. So. And they had this weird thing. They like trash her wood, like her wood shop class or what is it? She has like a, a lending library that she built in shop. And she is, like, on display. I think it was, like, going to go to, like, a contest or something. And, like, they go. Uh-huh. And they destroy it, like, in the middle of class. And they just walk out and, like, you see it later. It's just, like, to pieces. Uh, and so they, I guess, still, still in this other... They never named this girl that she's with. She's, like, this kind of, like, mousy, slightly nerdy girl that she hangs out with. And... They are in, they're in school, like, after hours. It's, like, only them and the janitors are there. 
and they're trying to like rebuild this this lending library which is so, it's so silly i'm like why would she i guess it's supposed to make her sort of like she's like the most well well-rounded girl in school because she's head cheerleader and on prom and she takes shop like and she's like doing something, guess. doing something charitable because it's a lending library or whatever and yeah the uh She's trying to like do her whole like witch up thing, and then they come in, and <laughs> the whole thing. Oh my god, this whole scene, this whole scene. It was a lot. So the the head cheerleader tries to come off some, like as someone with a kind heart who's always looking after the community, but you know, in reality, she's a real bitch. Yeah. Like that's what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. So while she's working on this lending library so she could get a scholarship, she's berating like her sidekick and tells a girl to just go home because she's like messing up and getting on her nerves. Mm-hmm. So she's in the shop alone and she's approached by a masked figure and she's not really scared at first. Um, she just thinks it's stupid and then she turns around and it's another masked figure. So she turns back to the first figure and it's like, hey, Michaela, is that you? Oh, God. I... <laughs> they panic. It's her shoes. And... She's wearing like some decorative, like super decorated Converse or something. Do they have bows they on have, them like, or something? On them. Yeah, they had something real big on them and I was like, girl, you're supposed to wear all black. <laughs> Non-descript shoes. Yes. Y'all ain't watching the um, movies. <laughs> so the, the girl, like, this is like Final Destination. Girl. Cause the girl like tried to walk away. She tripped over like a chain. The chain lifted her up like goddamn mouse trapped the game. Longer <laughs> toward a running like table saw mm-hmm. and sliced her brain open. And so they're splattered in blood and they're shocked and then they're like they're gonna say this is an accident we need to make sure that they don't say it's an accident Mm -hmm. so this is when the movie ventured into being a lot so they uh decide to make it look like a true murder that they were going to dismember her Mm mm-hmm so they start to cutting, and then while they're cutting, the janitor comes in and changes the garbage bag. But apparently, he just ready to go home. He don't notice them, so he, he like, just goes about his business. He was like Freddie and Scream, where he was just like, "Man, I'm just trying to clock out." <laughs> He's like, "It's like hours. I don't care about what these kids are doing. I don't care about this little girl in this damn room. Who gives a shit? <laughs> as long as I get these bags changed." so i can go home that's all that matters and he didn't even look up he didn't look up when the girl walked when when phil's friend walked by she's like good night and she's like i don't know what his like last name was but she's like good night mr williams or whatever he is like oh yeah good night you (laughs) he he just out like he gets his stuff and he goes (laughs) so the next morning they show the girl like phil's friend coming back in and she walks into the shop room and finds 
her friend and pieces all over the place with her head spinning on like a power drill or something. Yeah, it's just like rolling around and around. So this is where the town finally starts believing that there is a murderer Mm -hmm. on the loose. So they, the girls plan a memorial service at the gym for the girl and Jordan makes like a slideshow presentation featuring her. Gosh, and ugly. <laughs> it was. It was so bad. And I'm they sorry. like take they yeah. take credit, sorta like they're gaining fame by feigning empathy for this girl leaving. Like this girl being killed. Yeah, um, they're also getting a lot of like recognition on their blog because even the reporter tries to interview them but she's like i think she tries to interview michaela but she's blocked by the cops and people are like trying to take selfies with mk like oh you, you knew this whole time you knew this whole time and so they of course are trying to like using the memorial service as a way to like, like yeah and thanks to us <laughs> like you guys would have never known there was a serial killer but then they're upstaged by craig robinson big al how tall is craig robinson we're gonna have to do this every episode oh is this this is what we do now this is a section it's called how tall is that actor okay he's five he's six foot two okay what i didn't know he was that tall well hello i love craig robinson honestly he's hilarious i think he's funny but the the way they talked about him, I was like, no. Yeah, they make it. No. They, they make comments about like how big he is or whatever. And also, they were they kind of had like a weird thing where they had they think he's attractive, but then and I was like, no. They, they make like a no. snide comment at the same time because he's the local fire. He's not the fire chief, but he's like a firefighter or something. Oh. And he basically stands. I up. think he might be the chief. Oh, is he? Okay. Well, that makes sense because he was like he upstages him. That's why they're pissed because they are up there and they're about to start talking about their stupid blog and follow us on Twitter. Tidy girls with NS because it's plural and and he because there are two. There are two of them and he goes up there and he's like, you know, we need to start you know taking action as a community. Because, uh, oh, he's a fire marshal. That's what I wrote down. I don't know the difference, but he does fire. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> he said he believes the tragedy girls, and he says that their children are being targeted. And, of course, he's like, I'm going, you know, we need to make sure this man doesn't come and, you know, kill our kids or target our kids. And I'm going to call for volunteers, which is funny because immediately, like everybody always does, they immediately suspect that it's a man killing kids and not two high school girls <laughs> two sociopathic high school girls but he upstages them and so they're like oh well we have to kill him but he's cute like he said something really i don't know something really weird was in that statement like but he's so hot and i was like but also, what but also, but it was like we looking at the same uh <laughs> i don't know i like I've never, I enjoy him as like a comedic presence. I don't, I mean, yeah. congratulations for being tall too. Cause it's always sad when, <laughs> when someone is tiny. 
It's always sad when someone is tiny, but and I say that it's like tiny. Brian, like Brian Trout allegedly being five ten. Don't allegedly do don't do him. Let don't you know I'm gonna watch Riverdale on Wednesday and we're gonna I'm gonna figure it out. I need to see him next to like a small child. Not a small child, but like they're children. <laughs> I need to see him next to one of the one of these one of the spouses or whatever the hell. I need to see <laughs> the, this the the comparison because I want him, I don't want him to go out like that. I mean he's already he's gonna go out like that, but like I just wanna make a, a last ditch fight <laughs> for him. Oh, bruh. That's, oh my God. Pause. Guess how tall Cole Sprouse is? He is, he is 5'11". No, he is 6 feet even. So... That sounds like a lie. Well, no. His, his twin is only 5'11". He is not no damn 6 feet. Zach and Cody. Hell no. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. The internet has spoken. <laughs> and poor Brian Trout has been upstaged by his own son. Yo. His own little fictional son. Bless Damn, him. That sucks. But <laughs> that's our segment on celebrity heights. <laughs> <laughs> Are they tall enough to be fine? Is is the tag. <laughs> Sometimes you Google and you're like, Damn, five eight? What? <laughs> <laughs> But yo, I mean, sometimes when they're tall, oh. you know, shout out to BDE, yeah. BDE Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No. No, no, no. Pete, okay, I'm sorry all these slides, but like somebody posted a picture of him and booed up and they look like the same person. Like him I saw that. and Buddha look the same, and oh, it made me very uncomfortable to see them like side by side. Like I was, I was unsettled. Um, mm. but anyway, mm. so mm. he's how old? <gasps> he's like twenty five or twenty three. I thought he was in his thirties. I just late twenties. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh, I didn't know he was that young. Oh, yeah, he, he's a youth. He's a youth. Oh, he's I'm putting my, I'm putting he's my, not twenty five. I'm putting my phone down. I I did not know that. I <laughs> thought he was like twenty nine. I thought he was my age. No, like late. <laughs> I thought he was like late 20s, which 93 and 89 aren't that far apart. But when you look at the age and you think about like, I'm almost 30, I'm going to be 30 next year. And he's a smooth 24. Everything makes more sense now. The last three months have made so much more sense now in like the last like 10 seconds. (laughs) Because I did not. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. Everything like, um, it's amazing how a year the year somebody is born will unlock all the secrets. Because sometimes you're just like, what What is wrong with you? What is the matter with you? And then you'll hear like, oh, I was born in 1995. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh okay. <laughs> all that, right. Yeah. But, yeah. 
That makes so much more sense now. Okay. <laughs> Great. So, so they plan on going to the gym that Big Al frequents and killed him there. So initially, it was supposed to be Michaela's duty. And I assi- I guess she was trying to poison him, I guess. I, uh, he, I think so. Some sort of drug. I don't know if they were going to like roofie him and then kill him somewhere else or was it poison but they ha- she has something with which to alter him <laughs> physically i guess <laughs> psychologically and this made me uncomfortable as well so like she is trying to awkwardly seduce him into drinking the water mm, yeah and either it wasn't going well or uh Big Al wasn't feeling it, but he was just like looking at her like the fuck. Well, because like, she's in there like after the gym is closed. So again, it's like, why are you out here? There is a murder on the loose, and it's like 10 p.m. So like, what are you doing? And then, oh yeah, I remember she said she she's like, uh, he's like it's closed, like the gym is closed, and she's like, oh, but I talked to the guy, like the receptionist on his way out, and he said I could get like an extra like 30 minutes in or whatever. I don't know what she was trying to pull with that one. And she's like, she is flirting with him. And it is awkward. I don't know, like, what she thought was going to happen. Because she's like, I 17. <laughs> I mean, that. Like, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, men are gross. So who knows? But like, also, I don't know why Sadie came running in there. Because. They have, like, this, like, walkie-talkie system or something that they can, like, hear each other. Uh, So, like, one's waiting in the car and the other one's... I don't know if they got, like, some sort of, like, uh, mic attachment or something, but they can, like, one can hear the other. So, yeah, Sadie goes running in here because I guess it was not going well, apparently, and then shit just went all the way left. Left. This is the most fucking so, feel of the movie. Let me just say that. Because I actually was like, <laughs> like when it happened, I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> like, jeez. <laughs> I was not actually prepared for this to happen the way it did. Uh-huh. So it starts out with, it seems like he's doing something and Michaela tries to knock him over the head with something and he ends up like slamming her into a wall, and then Katie, um, Sadie charges him, and he tosses her around, and somehow they manage to subdue him by knocking him upside his head. Yeah, and he falls down on the weight, uh, like bench. The, yeah, the bench. And they let the weight drop in. Knock yeah. his skull off, it, yeah. But, like his scalp, like his like, like the bar basically takes off the top of his head, and in like, such a fashion, I was like, "Damn, how heavy was the bar?" Because <laughs> <laughs> it went clean through, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like, <laughs> but I was not. I was like not prepared for this at all not like the way he died i thought they were just gonna stab him or something but i feel like every kill that they do in this oh, movie they did, stab him too. they did stab him i forgot about that yeah they stabbed him oh okay and 
they left the knife in him. Like, this was the part where I was like, they leaving all kinds of evidence right. everywhere. Yeah, because when they killed the other girl, they left the axe in there. They're like, we want to make sure you know, <laughs> like, this happened. But I was like, also fingerprints. And they they don't wear gloves or anything. Yeah. So. They're not really good. The sheriff sucks. Like they're not good at this in the sheriff, the sheriff sucks. Sucks. So it's a double whammy of, of inexperience and, and idiocy. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is at the point where they want to make the sheriff look bad, like because I guess they um. They Sadie came into the gym to help speed up the process because the son was coming over her house. Yeah, so, that's why she came in. I remember now. Yeah, you're right. He, I feel like this is when he was telling her that he didn't feel comfortable doing videos for her anymore. Yeah, he's been kind of like hinting at a, for a while, like, oh, I don't know if I should do this because my dad or whatever. And Kayla was like, all right, well, get the fuck away because she doesn't like him. Which we should talk about, but like I'll get to that in a minute. He goes to the the priest thing, and I forget he's like talking to his dad, and I don't remember like their exact conversation, but somehow he snoops on his father's like police computer and ends up taking all of the crime scene photos and police reports from like these past couple murders. I guess including ones that happened like before they captured the serial killer. So like the first few murders that happened, I guess the first what, four. And uh, he's like, oh yeah. Like he's coming over basically to tell Sadie like, oh yeah, look, you're right. This is actually like a crime spree and not like a series of really random accidents. Like everybody seems to somehow think. Michaela overhears um the conversation mm-hmm. right isn't this the part where it's like she overhears the conversation with him and uh, or is that later that's, no that's later I on think that's later on i don't think he's i don't think he's or i don't think she's there i think she just goes like home um because like it's basically there's only like a scene with jordan and 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 sadie i believe uh and <laughs> And he's he's clearly freaked out by her. Like he's because she's like, oh wow, this is so cool. Look at these photos. And he's like, uh, yeah. So that's weird. But like, you're cute, so I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> and I was like, Brad Jordan, like, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, I know you're from a small town, but there are plenty of other people. Plenty of other not so weird <laughs> possible murderers in the area i'm sure of it and you have a car go drive to find one yeah if you have to, got to <laughs> like come on i think it's only because there's like one high school though i guess that's what is um uh, uh, i guess insinuated later on in the movie there's only one high school and i'm like oh geez never mind i guess it's kind of hard to find you a girl uh and but yeah this is when we see elise neal later like the next day she wakes up she wakes up the uh, homegirl oh why can't i remember her name Michaela. she wakes up michaela 
she wakes up Michaela and is like, hey, uh, school's been canceled because there is like officially a murder murder. And like this is a spree or like a serial killer. And there's like a town meeting. But also, they managed to have 105,000 followers. So they've achieved, oh, they've achieved their goal. Shout out to them. <laughs> Tracky girls with the S. Oh God. Follow us Dark on Twitter tip. and Tumblr. <laughs> when they said Tumblr, <laughs> I died. Cause you know, like Tumblr, Tumblr is not the first place for this, but I feel like it is the most well-known for like weird shit. Like serial killer fans. It is a dark world. Or like, Witches who steal actual bones. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh my god. That Tumblr is a weird wild place sometimes. It is. A it weird is. wild place. I'm so glad I've curated my little my little dashboard to be very, very specific. I just want gifts and pretty pictures and fashion. <laughs> don't give me any of that. <laughs> I don't want it. One time I went and actually Googled I was on somebody's Tumblr because I was looking at like not creepy pasta, but I forgot what I was looking at. And I actually freaked myself out. <laughs> oh, bruh. And I had to close this when I still lived alone and I had to like close the laptop and be like, all right, we're done. No more. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was scary. I don't even know what it was, but they there's some dark corners of that website. But I don't think they were even prepared oh my God. for it. I don't even know if they I guess they have to monitor it, but like I feel like they let the the weirdo serial killer fandom go unchecked, which is kind of scary. Yes. It's kind of scary. But yeah, they are having the the town hall and there is uh, the mayor and she's like, hey, we're going to beat this. We're not going to let these <laughs> murder and get our children. Uh, Michaela has had to promise that she'll send her, her parents like regular text updates so they don't want her going around by herself and there's like something weird that happens so like jordan's sitting behind michaela and sadie and he's like kind of leaning over and watching and he basically notices that she sends out like a photo of big al so i don't i guess they took a picture of him see more proof like a girl yes you can be tracked by your your phone content. I feel like they just, I feel like they need to know. They need to watch more like true crime. They need to listen to Greg and Vanessa. <laughs> they do. Greg and Vanessa will help you out. Yeah, because they and help you realize real lies. lies. <laughs> mm-hmm. God, but they <laughs> they took a picture of him and then they start to like start a scene. They basically use it to like start a scene they start yelling hashtag remember al and they want because they want <laughs> their fucking credit they want their credit and it's so this just reminds me of like people who start like hashtags on the internet but then like don't actually follow through with any sort of real activism yeah <laughs> yeah yeesh or no you know what never mind <laughs> Yep. I was gonna say or yep, scam. Yep, yep. I was gonna say or just scam people through their yep activism. Yep, it happens all the time. Yo, like I mean, at least these girls haven't started like a GoFundMe or anything. Not yet. 
it if they ain't get enough followers it's like two weeks from happening honestly they could they really could honestly if they wanted to do it for like any sort of reason they wouldn't really have much of a pushback i bet <laughs> but yeah nope, they'll get it the remember al the hashtag remember al it was like this is too close to what i see daily yes yes mm. yeah but so <laughs> it's successful i mean it gets some followers they also live stream like a protest walk and during the little like remember al protest they realized that homeboy lol broke free of like his entrapment mm-hmm. and they realize that he's out free and they try not to freak out about it. So they go on about their day. They're wearing um, hashtag remember Al t-shirts. That, that they are. the funny thing too. During like the walk, they're like, yeah, we're going to walk for Big Al. Or, yeah, we're going to walk for Al or whatever. And like how, the, a third of the way through, they're like, oh my God, this is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so tired. It might be hurt. And this is like <sighs> bullshit and just, ugh. Only a third of the way through because they were just walking, they're just walking through the town, which I guess like the whole damn town is walking. So, like, who is to remember Al? I don't know why, you know, I guess this is different from like a protest because, like, if the whole town is protesting, I guess they wanted to like make it. It seemed like they were doing a lot of things. They were remembering Al. They were also like talking shit about the sheriff and <laughs> his, um, like his methods for protecting the the town. And they were live streaming it to make them seem like really like peaceful, like um, caring people. You know, this reminds me of and him bitching about do it. You know what you know this reminds me of is when when like around the time with Ferguson. When so many people were like flying into Ferguson to like meet with protesters, but also just get like photo. <laughs> you mean to take a picture with Jesse Williams? God damn it! Remember when Benzito was there? <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Benzito's here, I guess. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I'm sorry. There was like so many. It was just so. Was Kiki Palmer? Yo, when she came out there in her club attire, yes, when she came in her club attire, like she was going to fucking homecoming. (laughs) Yes, she did, and she walked down a street with heels. (sighs) With heels, bless, 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 little Lauren, y'all, bless her. Oh God, oh God, that Benzino's here. I guess that always takes me right. But there was also, like, a lot of people who, like, aside from, like, the obvious, they, there's a lot of people who kind of, like, tried to capitalize on the unrest in Ferguson. Like, there's a lot of people like, oh, you know, I'm reporting this, this, and this. And they wouldn't have been, like, people were like, you're not even there. Like, we know you're not there. <laughs> like, why are you trying to say yeah. you're live at the scene or whatever when you, like, run, like, a gossip website? <laughs> like, we see you, Brad. We yeah. see you. They, they're, I guess theirs is like a little bit more funnier, probably because it's not real, but like that shit really does happen where people are just like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we need to do this. We need to raise money. We need to be here. And then like, 
it's for a time and then they're gone and the, yes. and the city has to deal <laughs> the people who are there who have to deal with it because it's in their actual backyard and you know you can remove yourself from it but i digress so they they go to the cha- the sheriff to say that they feel like people are stalking them when they realize that they are being stalked by uh, Lowell, that yeah. he saw them like on the news the next day after the uh, Remember Al march. Well, also, and, we need to talk about how the, the mayor, because the mayor was murdered and it was Lowell. Oh, yes. The, yeah. So to send a message. She was like impaled on like a flagpole. I don't know how. That seemed like that would take a long time because you gotta the logistics get somebody up there listen, the, and then drop them. Listen, we were talking about Michael Myers the other day because we went to go see Halloween, and I was just like, how logistically and physically, like the physics don't add up <laughs> because <laughs> he's big as hell. He breathes out his mouth and he huffs and puffs but somehow through a mask through he through a through mask, a mask he's like six foot six and he just be popping out of nowhere and it's like bruh like you were wearing the heaviest boots i have ever heard you be stomping up these fucking steps and all of a sudden we can't hear you like i feel like that happens in a lot of movies where you're just like how how did you do that and putting the lady on the flagpole was one because she can't even at the top of the flagpole she's like down the flagpole a bit I feel like he needed like a crane mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, half staff. Yeah, he's like he needs like like a like some sort of construction equipment or something. Like I don't I don't see how he did it, but he did it, and they're freaked out finally because they weren't freaked out before when they had him in the basement or warehouse or wherever they had him. But all they needed was the real, real reminder that real life. Life comes at you fast, okay? <laughs> like it's all fun and game. Mm-hmm. It's all fun and game until you freaked out the, or you pissed off the serial killer, and you can't even do like a murder without making it look like an accident. <laughs> and so then Sadie and Michaela end up having a falling out because uh, Jordan is starting to suspect that something is up with. Michaela and he wants the girls to stop making videos and he's gonna stop working them with them for real right now mm-hmm. and so she gets mad and um Michaela like storms off but before she can uh Jordan snatches her other phone out of her bag yeah and Michaela says, so, something, Michaela says something really really like important which almost seemed like an offhand comment but like it was very vicious because she goes in on him she's like your dad's stupid what is he even doing he's like worthless he's like useless he's no good and your stupid mom is murdered and, uh, and like i was <laughs> me and sadie were both like girl <laughs> he's up and he like he like fuck you and she like fuck you yeah, too. Like, oh. <laughs> like, damn <laughs> She was pissed. Like this okay, the two of them, it needs to be said, they have like a relationship that is not healthy. Aside from the murder at all. Just the general like them two. They are very jealous when 
the other has like either outside friends or like boyfriends. They're super, super protective of each other. They basically consider themselves to be the same person, or at least Michaela does. Because before Lol, Lol, what kind of, God, the name. Lol. Lol (laughs) escapes. He tries to appeal to Michaela and he's like, you need to drop your friend and because you're the one doing all the work because she goes over there like feed him or some shit and he's like you need you're the one doing all the work and you're the one um like putting in hours to make this happen (laughs) and she's out there getting all the credit and she's like and Michaela's like well you know we're just the same person we like the same things and and Lowell's like you know what who really wants to kill out the two of you because without you that girl is nothing and Michaela just laughs at him because he suggests like teaming up and going on a killing spree together which is also weird (laughs) but he she's like no no me and me and Sadie are the same you know we're great together and and she just kind of like laughs in his face like the way that um Sadie defended um Jordan after Michaela told her concerns like she's like yo you need to leave him alone like you have me you don't really need him um but Sadie's like no he's cool like Michaela feels away because Sadie didn't follow after her um so she gets home and she's upset and she's talking to Sadie and she's going through her bag and she realizes she doesn't have her phone and so Sadie asks like which phone and she's like the important one so she kind of guessed that Jordan stole her phone out of her bag and so Sadie makes a plan to go to Jordan's house to get Michaela's phone back so while um Sadie and Jordan talk Michaela is in the car listening in on their conversation through her phone and during that conversation Jordan reveals that he went through Michaela's personal record um permanent record that's the one i'm looking for and found some red flags and basically which i don't know about all this it basically says that she's a sociopath like that was in her file and how um jordan doesn't think that sadie should be hanging around with her because she is a sociopath um so she tries her best to kind of like change his mind so she tries like to make out with him and that goes pretty well. But Michaela's in the car, like pissed that she, he's talking shit about her. Um, so she's so confused. So, I was like, how did you even get her file? Like, what are you digging around? Like, is he, I felt like he probably broke hours? into the office. The school is just not having a good time. Like <laughs> no. people getting murdered in the school and kids breaking into to the principal's office, to the administrative office. Like, y'all supposed to keep that shit under wraps. Like, y'all need better security, bruh. <laughs> the janitor ain't it. He's trying to clock out, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And so, while Kate, Michaela's in the car, she notices somebody going up the stairs inside the house. So, it turns out that Lowell is stalking the girls, and he tries to attack Sadie while she's with Jordan and ends up stabbing Jordan. And Mm -hmm. luckily, uh, Sadie's able to fight him off. 
and save Jordan's life. And the uh, sheriff is like indebted to her now because she saved his son. Um, and from this, Sadie becomes a local hero, which Michaela hates because she's not sharing any of that spotlight with her. Yeah, somebody um, calls her a tragedy girl. They call Sadie a tragedy girl, and Michaela is in the crowd, and she's like, um, there's two, and Sadie's like, oh, yeah, I just want to help, you know, I just want to help the community, and, you know, I just want to do the right thing. And Michaela's in the audience, like, fuming. She's so pissed because they're always supposed to be, like, the two of them, and, and Sadie's basically taking out the credit. But then also she's kind of, like, turning her back on the whole thing that they started together, essentially, because yeah. she's like, I'm a good person and, you know, do the right thing in the community. And Michaela's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so then prom rolls around. So... Sadie is going to prom with Jordan mm-hmm. and I feel like this is when, well, maybe a little before this, um, Katie, um, Sadie and Michaela get into a really big fight at school over yeah. prom decorations and they basically break up in front of the school. Yeah, um, they're, they're kind of coding it to be like they're fighting about the decorations, but they're really just fighting about themselves and and the whole tragedy girls thing and how Sadie's taking the credit for stuff that they've been doing together which I mean if you want her to take credit for murder that's fine (laughs) that should be your out girl (laughs) but Michaela's not thinking about it that way she's just pissed and she says she lives in a ratchet trailer she's like going in on she's mean <laughs> she's mean like she be saying like she goes like the extra mile <laughs> sometimes I don't think Sadie's as mean as Michaela is to be honest no. at least she's not outwardly as mean as she is Michaela goes straight for the neck <laughs> like, she does like. <laughs> and so then they kind of like move forward to like the prom scene, like you get little bits of pieces about them being famous and their families and having like a lot of interviews and you could kind of see them becoming notable figures. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the prom, uh, Michaela's mom asks like if she's okay with going to the prom by herself since Sadie has a date and Michaela makes a comment, well, you know, there's not many boys left given everything that happened this year. <laughs> and I was like, bruh. Um, so <laughs> she ends up like going by herself to prom, but then it's revealed that her uh, prom driver is Lowell and they are planning to massacre kids at prom together, which was interesting. Um, so Sadie had to team up finally. Like, that should have happened. Like, that's what the movie should have been about, right? Period. Yeah, Um, they kept the serial killer in like a way, like, it made no sense. Kind of like, the more I think about it, the more sense it does not make, or the less sense it makes, because it's like the the thing that I guess would take these girls to like the next level of their infamy and they keep him locked away for most of the movie 
Like, it didn't really make yeah. too much sense. But I guess if you have, like, more people involved, that's harder. Like, it doesn't make sense to have more people involved in the crime. It really only makes sense to have less people. As little as little people as 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 th- that need to know as possible, I guess. But, yeah, they got to ditch. I don't even know why they had the serial killer. I mean, I uh, guess to frame him. But they could have framed anybody. Yeah, they should have framed Jordan. <laughs> you know, that would be the ultimate portrayal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they should have back to Stu in uh, Billy's plan. They should have just just, uh, just framed the sheriff. Yeah. But Somebody. Anyway. Why did the sheriff have that, mis- that Why did he have that mustache? I mean, to <laughs> I don't know <laughs> to give him more credit. He looked like Yosemite like, Sam, though. <laughs> I mean, he looked he looked straight out of Looney Tunes, like him. <laughs> he looked like he could have been Officer JJ Bittenbinder. Like <laughs> that's what he reminded me. Of. If you he haven't. Like, I was gonna say, if you haven't watched a John Mulaney comedy special, I mean, to me, it's worth it, especially for the JJ bit and binder bit. I'm gonna have to watch that because he looks, he just looks. I don't know. There's something like rodent like about his mustache that just bothers me. It's like a squirrel's tail. Oh no! (laughs) And Michaela roasts him like roast the sheriff when they were trying I to get too. a description of like who was stalking him. He's like, yeah, he's an old man, but not like old, old like you. So not like ancient. <laughs> I was just like, bruh. <laughs> she don't give a fuck. She just is so mean to him. But also he's like kind of shitty. He's well not kind of shitty. He's 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 pretty shitty. Yeah. Like in general. But like his mustache like kind of takes it to like another level. I'm like, what was the stylistic choice here? Like is he supposed to look like he's taming the Wild West or something? Like <laughs> I was like, are these kids like in Indiana or something like that? Like, oh I don't understand. <laughs> um, so at the prom, you kind of see that Sadie is missing uh, Michaela and yeah. she turns out like she gets nominated for prom queen. Jordan is nominated for prom king, but the moment is empty because her BFF isn't there. Well, like he's talking to her about like going to college near each other or like in the same town. I think they're talking about going to college in Ohio. I don't know. If yeah, they talk about going to Kent State, and I'm like, Kent State. Like, <laughs> I mean, Kent State, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like it just I, he's just making all these plans for them after graduation i was like bro you've literally been going out for like a month like get it together y'all are it's so weird i was like i i mean if somebody came to you was like you know what we're gonna start like dating for a month like in high school like, so you're gonna go to school with me and then we can be next to each other all the time and we can just hang out all the time and be like oh my god <laughs> get off of me <laughs> and she's so uninterested in him like he does not he does not 
he does not know how to read the room. <laughs> and he's because she's like kind of just like, yeah, okay. And she's like on her phone. Like she does not give two shits about going to school with this boy or hanging out with him beyond graduation. Which I kind of feel bad for heart. him. I kind of feel bad for him, but also I'm like, bro, she's weird. I'm just, like maybe just stop and consider but of course i mean he's a teenage boy teenage boys are not known for being smart yeah not when they're boys and not when they're men either (laughs) somehow uh sadie uh michaela ends up luring sadie out of the um gym and into the auditorium where they get into an argument and Jordan follows them, so he overhears it. So he overhears that Michaela and and Sadie murdered his mother. But I feel like he only heard the parts where Michaela is take, taking responsibility for it, and not the part where Sadie was involved. Yeah, it's like Michaela's doing like her villain origin story, I guess, because they were i guess jordan's mom gave them a ride home from dance class when they were little and i don't know if i guess they've been plotting this for a minute i don't really know what how or why or or they don't really give a reason and they strangle her i think it's like a really quick shot so you don't really see like it's not as gory and gruesome as as their current murders but i think they were like nine or something like they strangle her in the car on the way back from class from dance class so i mean they've been living with this for like almost 10 years i guess um but then it turns out that sadie is the heartless one like michaela was like upset and ready to crack and told her to get together like you need to get it together yeah but it's so that like was they, like it's almost switched. like they switched yeah it's like they switched and that they they well i think like michaela takes this like the extra mile probably because she enjoys it and i guess sadie's more of like i guess calculated about it but also she because she fits in better like, you know how sociopaths don't have, like, emotions and stuff like that? Like, they can't, they don't really process, like, human emotions the way other people do, and they don't really have, like, empathy and that kind of thing. Like, I think, and, like, a lot of them, you don't realize they're sociopaths because they will, I guess, imitate human emotions, but they do not actually feel them themselves. I wonder if that's, like, Sadie's thing. And maybe just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, like, how you would categorize Michaela then because Michaela feels everything all the time besides empathy mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas Michaela, yeah. or Sadie's more of like she's still a colder person but she's not as I guess she's not as she's definitely not as like extroverted as Michaela yeah in your face about it where Michaela's was bit Michaela's practically like we should tell everybody we killed them. Like she's like two steps from me, like <laughs> like admitting it, like for the world. I guess as long as they get some sort of like notoriety from it, then she's fine. But like Sadie's more of like in the background to the point where you almost think like she's like the not like the victim, but she's like more of like the 
the like she's not really getting anything out of this relationship. It's all Michaela, but I don't I don't know. It's kind of like a weird. They don't really like explain because yeah. in this sense, I guess she's like she's like the Billy of the situation, <laughs> and Michaela's the stew. But then they kind of switched because Michaela's Michaela's just out for blood from everybody, pretty much. And Sadie's kind of like, uh, let's keep it, let's dial it back. You know, let's keep it cute a little bit. Yeah, like, I wish that a little bit more time was spent on them as characters. Yeah, um, that was my main thing. And, like, that they can, like, have more depth to their relationship because even if they were their friendship was cemented by the act of killing homeboy's mom it still lacked some depth yeah so there's not really a real motivation other than the fact that they're sociopaths and sadie's more of a sociopath that manages to convince a non-sociopath i guess into committing a crime with her but like that was one of my things i had with this movie too is like the the friendship is like their kind of defining thing the fact that they are friends and they also want to be murderers but like sadie's sadie's character is a little bit more fleshed out semi fleshed out than Michaela's because Michaela's kind of just like defined by her relationship with Sadie. Like she even says later, they ask her like in an interview, they're like, "What's your, what's your greatest, like I guess greatest achievement in life?" And she's like, "Oh, you know, being friends with Sadie." And I'm like, "Are you serious? <laughs> There's nothing else you've done in your like 17, 18 years of living. But <laughs> the best thing that's happened to you is the fact that you're friends with your murderous best friend. Like it." It makes no sense. And, you know, and Sadie's like, oh, you know, I want to like, we're good. I'm jumping ahead. But like, Sadie's like, oh, I, you know, I want to study film when I go to school and stuff. And Sadie or Michaela doesn't have any sort of like actual real world goals or no. aspirations besides being famous or at least hanging out with Sadie if she can be famous with Sadie, which is kind of sad like, to see. If they have a falling out, bruh it's who's gonna kill who i exactly it's over <laughs> they will kill each other so this is where you get to like the kind of anticlimactic climax of the movie um yeah a lot of people die they, in this span of time yeah like it's the last like 15 minutes of the movie so um Sadie, well, prior to luring Sadie out of the gym, um, Michaela and um, Lowell murdered the teacher that earlier in the film roasted uh, Sadie and Michaela for being opportunists, basically. Yeah, being narcissistic. She went, <laughs> she went in. Like, okay, and I think this is basically, like, this is the thing where I was like, okay, I think this is the the writer's point of view here because she's like she calls them all kinds of stuff she calls them parasitic she calls them like narcissists which they are narcissists for sure but she's like oh this is the dark side of social media it's like narcissism and shallowness and sociopathy and, and they're like pissed off with her 
So I'm pretty sure <laughs> Michaela was like at that moment, like, okay, she's dead. I don't know when, but she's <laughs> she's gonna die. But they, yeah, her their 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 teacher like points them out specifically, which I I guess is because they're always on their phones. Like kids on their phones, it's like a special sort of I don't know what it does to adults. <laughs> But it, like, triggers them into, like, full-on, like, they cannot stand it. And I don't know, I like... had that moment before when I'm, like, trying to talk and explain something and having, like, a whole group of people on their phones and not paying attention to me. And I, I lost my shit. I was like, hey, you guys! <laughs> Turn that shit off. It's <laughs> like, like, cause like it got to a point where I was like trying to convey a message and no one was paying attention to me and I just lost it. <laughs> like, turn it off. This is important. <laughs> my, I, I understand that moment. My family does like they're okay. Let me not roast my family, but let me roast my family. So my family. <laughs> has their own little things that they will like not I don't want to say obsess over but they are definitely into their phones like my my cousin and like my two cousins actually three of my cousins they are either always talking about their phones or they are on their phones or they're talking about what phone they're gonna get next my cousin walks around I'm not even shitting you she walks around with her cell phone her tablet and she's got like another like small like laptop thing she's got all this in her bag at all times she brings this shit with her to the club like she (laughs) always has this shit and she's like in her like mid-30s so like i i was with them at one point like last year visiting and like we went out to (laughs) to breakfast and i had forgotten my phone at home and like I with my cousins, I haven't seen them in like, I don't know, like a few years. And I hadn't really talked to them that much either. So like I'm expecting us to like talk about stuff or like it'd be like, oh yeah, no, you know, like catch up because we're not with our parents and stuff. So like we can actually like talk freely and whatever. Girl, why are they both just like on their phones and then like asking me to like comment on like she plays like some stupid game and she was like, Oh yeah, just look at this. It was like a sim kind of game or whatever. And I was like, Mm -hmm. are you serious? Like you're talking to me about this bullshit? (laughs) I'm like, I I haven't seen you in like two years and you're doing this? What (laughs) What are you doing? And so I was just sitting there. I was like, yo, I'm bored. Because at least I expect her like brother to do like our other cousin because her like, he's like a teenager. He's like 17 or something like it makes sense but she's like a grown lady and i'm like but then but then if you if like later on but i don't understand why these kids are always on their phone they're always on their facebook and i was like you are sitting there with your phone in your hand as you're complaining about other people on their phones i was like you can't have it both ways like i'm always on my phone doing stuff laughing at twitter a lot reading stuff or whatever but it's like if i didn't have a phone i'd have a book in my hand like it's it's one or there's going to be something to distract me from everything else that's how it's been since I was a kid when I was younger my mom actually told me she was like if you always 
sitting there with the book in your hand. You're not going to have any friends. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, looking back on it, I was like, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard a parent <laughs> say. Because <laughs> I was always reading. Like, I was always oh. reading. So I was like, pardon me. <laughs> what? what? What do you mean? But it... I don't know. Like the teacher, when she goes like super ham like that, I was like, dude, you don't, you mean you didn't. Parasites? <laughs> like, she, she wrote, bruh. That would have got an angry parent teacher conference, honestly. She was sick of the bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> she was tired, but ugh. I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> sometimes I think, I sometimes I think teenagers get a bad rap. But also, like, I can see it, but also it's, like, if you knew, like, if, if if older people really sat down and thought, how much time do I spend on Facebook a day? <laughs> how much time do I spend on my... Dude, older people love their fucking phones, man. They do. Yes, they do. They do. And they love showing you their phones. And my mom, like, my mom likes telling me, oh, my phone did this today, or it updated to this. And then I'm like, why are you talking about this to me? I don't care. My cousins like to intentionally start fights about Android versus Apple. <laughs> because I'm the only one of them that has an iPhone and they all have Androids. And I'm always like, are y'all paid spokespeople for Samsung? Why are you talking to me about phones? <laughs> of all the things we could talk about right now, you're talking to me about a phone? I don't care. I just... <laughs> It just annoys me because it's just like, please, please check yourself. If you were sitting up there complaining about your teenager having a phone while also logging in and posting memes on Facebook. About 20 hours a day. <laughs> yes. Facebook. Oh my God. They love doing that thing. Like when we were kids, you used to play outside. And I was now, now, I, you know, these kids today, they're just playing on their cell phones. I was like, okay, first of all, the world has changed. <laughs> Like, I can't, honestly, I can't wait to get old enough and be like, you know what, kids these days never know what it's like to be outside and get hit in the shin by a skip it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) those kids were so fucking awful. (laughs) Ooh, they're so fun until that ball swing around (laughs) and shattered. Wasn't it like hard plastic? Yes, right in your shit. You gotta walk it off. You gotta walk it off. Oh my god! Like I, no, I did not have a skip it. I saw the skip it on like TV. I think I knew somebody with a skip it, but that shit looked like it was like solid. <laughs> solid. It was. <laughs> I'm my shin still has like dips in it. <laughs> That's a skip it. God. Thanks, Mattel. Thank you, Mattel. <laughs> so we're in the auditorium, and uh, Michaela's spilling her guts to Sadie and technically Jordan. And so Lowell says he's gonna kidnap me. He's gonna kill Sadie. Mm-hmm. And Michaela's like, I don't think so. That's my best friend. So they resolve their conflicts. And decide to kill uh, Lowell. So Michaela kills him. And Jordan, bless his sweet, dumb heart, he's thinks he's talk. going to. 
<laughs> you're trying to like talk reason like you know i guess talk some sense into sadie like why why are you friends with her like she tried to kill you she killed my mom like i don't understand and sadie's like oh yeah you don't understand me and then they decide to hang him they like and he doesn't yeah. resist i don't get why he didn't resist i feel like he could have taken the both of them he probably could have they could have but he was he- in love he couldn't wait to get to Kent State. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. That shit wasn't going to happen. Y'all going to break up the first semester anyway. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they really did hang him for the rafters, though. And that scene was so long. It was. And like, it wasn't great. It was just like, huh, I guess that's what we doing now. They like hung him from the, the from I guess yeah, the like the roof of the auditorium and he's just like dying and they're just they put on those little the little spring breakers masks. Wait, no, there you what's that movie where they have the the where the family gets terrorized by the people in the mask that they come Is it called Stranger? the Stranger? Yeah. I think I saw like a I saw a trailer for it the other day i guess they're doing like a sequel or whatever and i was like oh is this supposed to be similar because they're kind of like they're like neon masks they're not like jason masks and they're not like michael myers masks but they're like one's green like neon green and one's neon pink and they got like kind of like x'd out eyes or whatever yes and, and stitched up lift lips oh okay yeah so it's a whole like thing it's like an evolution from their masks from the first kill. But yeah, they it kind of reminded me of Spring Breakers a little bit, but and I, this review I, I was it was it the dancing? Also and yes, because they danced down the hallway. And they I don't know what song it was. There's some like was it classical music? Yeah, it was like dreamy. Yeah. Ray. Pull up oh. if you want to music. Oh, I wonder if it was that um oh I can't remember that band. But it doesn't matter. They're dancing down the hallway and yeah, the the article I, I read was kind of like, oh, this was kind of like a spring breakers moment for them, but like unlike spring breakers, which I agree with, they spring breakers like they showed them kind of having their their moment where they you can see over time how why they started becoming killers because basically out of pure boredom which these girls also basically start killing because essentially because they're kind of bored aside from their Mm -hmm. want of fame and stuff they're basically just bored like their town sucks (laughs) it's small midwestern town so there's like nothing not a lot happening there but like they, I feel like in Spring Breakers they they develop it a little bit more. But in this yeah. one, it just kind of happens. Kind of, I don't know. They don't really do enough to build up them being killers. Which I guess for Scream they don't really do it either. But you find out in the backstory, like the backstory is fleshed out enough that you're like, oh okay, this makes which, sense. Yeah, which I mean. I guess it's like a revenge tale. This one's not even a revenge tale. It's like 
yeah we just thought murder would be fun yeah it's like oh okay i guess that's the reason not really yeah. <laughs> not i mean really. i guess girl i guess oh shaky ground there i mean girl i guess <laughs> so they dance down the hall and they spring break breaker shit and Mm -hmm. they start letting lighting things on fire um so i was wondering like did they put this much effort into like picking this these exact prom decorations because they were so flammable I don't know. Because, like, that could have been something. This was the one thing I was actually surprised about in this movie. Like, I wasn't, I was surprised that they decided to basically carry white everybody. (laughs) Because. Yeah, they fucked up everybody. Yeah, they, I don't know. I mean, prom decorations, I feel like they're just all very flammable. Uh, But I don't know, like, I don't they don't really give like enough detail of like how they kind of set this up or were they expecting to do this together. They don't really reveal this as like a plan because every other every other murder before this was kind of spontaneously planned. Like they were kind of like, Oh, okay, this person sucks, they need to die. This one is like a whole thing. So I wonder if this is like their big finale like were they playing this all along or were they it was just another spur of the moment type of thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah they <laughs> Michaela sends a text kind of like similar how she sent a text about big al being dead she sends a text to everybody and i guess i don't know what did you see what the text said or did they have a picture I forget. It was a picture of um the doors being locked and chained. Oh, yeah. Like which is fucked up. Yeah, and everybody starts freaking out, and then all you see are like hands, little kid hands on the, the windows and flames in the background. So yeah. everybody except for them die in this fire, which if the police were doing their job. Which they weren't because the sheriff was talking about my boy, my boy, like Cedric Diggory, daddy. Like, that's that's exactly what that scene reminded me of. Oh, my God. They should have been like suspects from jump. Like, only y'all, only the two of you got, like, the two of you made it out. Out of everybody else, just you two. Some in milk and clean. They didn't Some men really, have milk ain't clean. They should have like, like, tr- truly like interrogated them or something. Because how all is it, how is it that you two? Does you two? Not everybody. Just them. Because y'all were at not the even game. like one more person. One more person. Yeah, yeah, like they're not even like singed. Like they're not even like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you know, if they try to, like, get out or whatever, which I guess, how would you? But they didn't even try to, like, make it seem like they were in distress. I just try to think, like, you know, 
they were trying to pretend at least that you were, you know, <laughs> like you escaped the killer or something. You know what I mean? Like something, yeah, to see that you've been like some sort of evidence that you were in distress. But they're kind of just in there. Their prom dresses are all clean. <laughs> Yeah, it was not a good look. Like, also, I'm trying to figure out how Michaela didn't have any blood on her, even though she killed the teacher because she slit the teacher's throat. Yes, she stabbed her in the back and then she slit her throat. And I was like, "Girl, you should be covered in blood." Yeah, that got me too. I was like, "Um, hmm." The, the part did, did the part at the beginning where she got the she had those bloody shoes after they killed uh Syl and <laughs> Jordan's like looking at her locker like oh is that blood on your shoes and she's like I have a heavy flow <laughs> I actually cracked was like up I don't that think part. it worked like that yeah like, I was like you would like, not have you wouldn't have blood on the tips of your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> on the toes <laughs> no girl <laughs> that would have to be like a wound like a full on wound somebody doctor bruh yeah that's disgusting but like <laughs> she she yeah they didn't really they don't do a good job of hiding and I will say that Billy and Stu didn't do a good job of hiding either but like but they did is, a better job they did a better job <laughs> even though he got arrested they still have like alibis or like i couldn't have been in two places at once but of course you know it was like two of them but yeah i guess it goes into like the whole thing of like people don't believe that women can be murderers or would murder yeah you know there's like strong evidence to the contrary they turn that into fame so they i guess uh, tragedy girls are popular website and they got a following and they're heading off to their next chapter of their life and starting college and i guess from there they're gonna start a true killing spree that's kind of what i got from it that's what it made it seem too even though they have like a book tour and a lifetime movie (laughs) that part made me laugh but like how does that work? You're just gonna move to a new town and then start killing people again? And then That's find somebody like, else? girl, they're gonna be looking at you after like the next kill. Like you ain't you. I don't think they learned enough lessons from this experience no. to not get caught immediately. No, and like it's so funny because the the sheriff is like, I'm resigning to do charity work in like my son's name, and <laughs> and then. <laughs> They're like, we're also doing charity work in his name. You guys should donate. And I was like, oh, oh my God. They they're ruthless. Just, yeah, <laughs> ruthless. And they're just kind of like shamelessly plugging their shit all the time. <laughs> Which I guess is like, a, I mean, people love to shamelessly plug their shit. You know. Yes. While you're here. <laughs> the, the thing on Twitter every time. <laughs> Well, I got you here. Check out my SoundCloud. No. <laughs> scroll, hard scroll. So, would you recommend this movie? I do not know. Because I wrote down a couple of movies that I 
I like because I started thinking today about movies with girls and murder and there's actually more i don't know why i was like i can't think of any at first and then i was like wait no there's like three because i watched thoroughbreds yesterday which i will get to that in a minute but it kind of goes like <laughs> the same thing i didn't like that movie either but well i'll go through it in i guess chronological order so heather's is one i mentioned that like in our last episode uh it's kind of I don't I would say this is like the one of like the top tier kind of teen murder movies. Um it's like an accidental murder spree. It's not like a legit like we're planning on being murderers to be famous. Um because Renona Ryder's character kind of gets pulled into it by a boy and then she's kind of like, "Okay, we can stop now." <laughs> he wants to kill everybody just, you know, just for last pretty much. And it's like the easily like the most quotable movie out of all of these movies. Like I really like that movie. Um, and I would say Heather's definitely over this. Uh, and then Jawbreakers. I forgot about that movie. I killed Bean Dream. <laughs> so you're right I, about those quotables. I what is the other one? Like life's a bitch and then you die. And then there's a few. That was so. my. I've only seen that movie once, but I remember like. I remember liking that like way more than than you know Spring Breakers and all these other ones and like I mean like I think it was just like fun. It's more of definitely like I think all of these are supposed to be dark comedies. These are all supposed to be dark comedies. Yes, Jawbreakers is pretty funny, even though it is. I think it's more fucked up than Heather's is because it's a lot darker. It's like directly inspired by it because it's like a clique of mean girls and they like one of them is actually accidentally killed and they all kind of have to figure out but they're more in in a in it in the whole murder spree than than in heathers but um and then thoroughbreds (laughs) i watched this yesterday okay let me just say so this movie is very like like dry comedy like it's not I wouldn't even call it a comedy. I don't know what you would call it because I'll give the premise. Like it's a movie about two girls who kind of have like an unhealthy relationship with each other. It's not as like spirited as this movie is as, as tragedy girls is. Um, But there's like one girl who's like genuinely like a sociopath. Like she has no understanding of like human emotions. And like usually when I say that, I'm not saying like the IG girl, I don't have feelings <laughs> type of person. Oh, bruh. That's not, you no, that's, I don't get sad <laughs> when people try to make me sad. This is not that because if you're happy, that's an emotion. Okay. <laughs> this girl has no emotion. She does not feel anything. She does not feel happy, sad, mad, nervous. Her friend's father dies. She she pretends to cry because she does not actually have any emotions to cry. Like, she's, like, a walking void, I guess. And her friend is more of, like, she's more of, like, the calm, cooler one, I would say. But she's kind of got, like, a dark side, too. And they conspire to murder. They eventually conspire to murder her stepdad. Because he's a dick. Like, I was, like, you know, this is kind of 
mess why are they trying to kill this man but then his he's like abusive to her mother like she he talks Ooh. to her he talks to her like she is trash i don't even remember what the conversation was but she was like berating her and talking to her like she was like five years old and the daughter's watching and i was like oh that that that's it there's his ass but like the 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 movie kind of takes like a fucked up kind of turn like i won't spoil it because it's like a huge spoiler but like it took a turn to where i was like oh the roles have the roles have uh the roles have evolved <laughs> i wasn't prepared <laughs> it is not like scary and it's not really like so much of a thriller like you know it's going to happen but um it kind of reminded me of, like the the polar opposite of this where this is like super neon and and brightly colored and and stuff like that and this movie is like literally like mauve <laughs> like it's very like washed out but uh yeah i don't to answer your original question i don't know if i would recommend this movie i think it's like like a one-time viewing but i don't know it doesn't like really like entertain me as much as i i was thinking that it might especially with a movie that has so many like it comes from a long legacy of of murderous t- teenage girl movies and it doesn't yeah. really live up to them in a way that i think it could have like there was potential here yes but i don't think it meant i would agree yeah i would agree um i recommended this movie because i had fun with it um, I would say that it's worth one watch just yeah. to get out of your system, have some dumb fun. Like it made me laugh a couple times. It was very like, girl, what? <laughs> so I feel like it's worth it for that. Um, outside of that, I, it, there's so much more that I think could have been done to make it a better, like, I felt like it should have leaned hard into what it was trying to be but yeah. also looked back to what it was trying to emulate like mm-hmm. if like one of my goals in life is to write a horror movie and I feel like at this point you know what kind of sense of humor that I have mm-hmm. so if I were <laughs> to ever write anything it would probably be a lot like Scream because yeah. I felt like that gets my sense of humor it is genuinely terrifying and i know that i can't go and remake scream but i can take everything that i've learned from scream and make something new with it yeah so that's that's essentially what scream does it takes like all those mm -hmm. things like halloween and and friday 13th and all that and it takes it and it managed to do something that was like referential but still very new and of the times which i think Mm -hmm. If you're going to make a movie with teens, it has to be, I feel like those types of movies need to be something that you can like go back to. Like the best teen movies to me are the ones that you can go back to and like rewatch. And like, like I said earlier, like quote with your friends and, and I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Wes Craven and, uh, I do not remember the writer's name, but the guy who Kevin Williamson, Kevin Williamson, like, I feel like they were more receptive to their audience. Like they, uh, they, they definitely characterize, like they had good characterization 
they didn't kind of make their characters kind of dumb and vapid. Like they all had reasons for what they did, uh, even if they were dumb reasons. <laughs> and they, yeah. you know, even the, like the 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 less important characters, like quote unquote, like they still had personalities, and you kind of got like their like their whole entire like not backstories, but you they just seem like real people that you would know from high school or at least like some form mm-hmm. or fashion of like multiple people like everybody kind of knows like a Tatum everybody kind of knows a Billy <laughs> yeah, definitely everybody knows a Stu I don't know anybody who's new like a big dumb goofy guy like at school or whatever so I don't know I feel like they they kind of hit the mark in a way that of course has made a lasting impression I mean the movie's what 22 years old now like almost yeah like it's still (laughs) you can't just it's i know it's like really hard to to like get from underneath that shadow of of horror movies past because you i feel like any movie you'll make will always kind of fall within sort of like a category i guess of Mm -hmm. like horror movies like it's it's hard yeah it's hard to make a dent in that. I can, and so I, even when I try to watch like a horror movie, I'm like not into it. Like I can, like it's hard. So I can, I try to be yeah. a little, <laughs> a little bit <laughs> understanding, even if like a movie disappoints me. It's, you know, it's not easy to make something that's iconic. So, like of the movies that you mentioned, like Heathers mm-hmm. and Jawbreaker mm-hmm. and. Wait, what was the last thoroughbreds? Would you recommend any of those to watch? I would definitely recommend Heather's. I would definitely recommend Jawbreaker. I don't know about... I wouldn't do thoroughbreds. I don't think... I usually like those kind of deadpan movies, but, like, I don't... I don't... Like, it just didn't really do anything for me. Like, Anton Yelton's in it, and he's kind of... The, the funniest mm. part about the movie it's got it's always sad when he pops up because i'm like oh baby <laughs> he pops yeah up. my baby he's like a he's like a small time drug dealer he's like just give me 15 years and i'll be running things in this town and and i don't really know because they kind of that plot with him didn't really pan out the way i thought it would so i'm not really sure why he was there after a minute but i would definitely like I would watch Heather's for sure, even though it deals more with like gun violence and stuff. So I don't know if some people would be like turned off by that. Um, and it's very dark comedy, but it's actually it's actually hilarious because it it kind of does that same thing like that um that Peter Bread was <laughs> was doing. <laughs> it examines that. It has the uh like the sort of like oh I knew them. You know, I knew them so well before they died, and you know, I just thought they were such good people. Or you know, they're such a good person. And meanwhile, they're thinking like all these nasty thoughts. Like you get their inner monologue about them, and it's you kind of see like what the how the teen or how the teachers react to like school violence, and it's it's bad. <laughs> so mm. it's it's like a it, it's definitely like I guess like a satire. Well, I don't. I guess it would be considered satire. I don't know if it, it I don't know if it was as relevant 
back in the 80s as it is now with how much school shootings and I don't I definitely don't think it would be made (laughs) nowadays I think somebody would definitely be like nope (laughs) you can't do this but I always I always like it it's it's very quotable the um I love my dead gay son always (laughs) (laughs) that always cracks me up um and then Jawbreaker for sure. I think Jawbreaker is really good movie. I should rewatch that soon because I've only actually seen it once. But I, I watched it recently and I still love it as yeah. much as I did when I was It's it's a good one. It's kind of like a let. I don't know. It's not as talked about. At least to me, I never really I never really hear people talk about it as much as I hear like the other '90s teen black comedies, regular comedy. You know, like. I feel like it doesn't get as much attention for some reason. Yeah, that I can might see that. Me. That might just be me because I was like, oh, yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I would say those two, if you're into girls and murder, <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I think they do a really good job. And especially they don't treat their, their characters as kind of like, isn't this shocking that they're girls and they're killers like it's i feel like they just do better jobs of not playing the shock value or whatever yeah i i would agree i was gonna recommend slice um and like because it's a movie that kind of knows what kind of movie it is and it plays into um, the type of horror movie it is, it's not the best, but it's still a fun watch. Oh, but honestly, the, since you is this the yeah okay the chance the rapper thing, the chance the puggle yeah oh as bruh, my god he play a werewolf bruh and the werewolf when he transforms into the werewolf the werewolf got a lazy eye or some shit too like one eyeball is over here the. <laughs> and when i saw it i like died laughing i'm like they they know better why they do this why they do that that?" no it was prosthetic (laughs) (laughs) no sometimes i don't know i don't know i haven't seen any i'm looking at a picture right now i don't know whose face that's supposed to be it's it's fun it has a lot of potholes but it's it, just for that scene of a cockeyed werewolf played by Chance the Puggle, like <laughs> it's worth it just for that. Like is it was him, worth it. Is this him with the bug eyes, like the super bug eyes in this, <laughs> in this, in this Google image search? I'm and I'm not yes. because this is yes. This is is that the transformation? I think it might be. Yeah. Oh, no. That's not him? No, that's somebody else. Okay, good. Then, okay. I was worried because I'd be like, bro, why do you like that? (laughs) So, yeah. So, that was Tragedy Girls. Wait, you got it? (laughs) Bruh. Bruh. Why does he look like that dude from Star Trek? Oh, God. Bruh. Bro, why is it crooked? Oh, they ain't doing right with this. Anyway. 
Wait, why is his hair? Can we talk about how in horror movies that the villain always has <laughs> like heat damage? Oh, bruh. Bruh. Because, bruh. Let me tell you. So me and Dowling went to go see Halloween last weekend or like on Friday or whatever. And like, this is like the world's biggest screen. Like this is the biggest screen I think I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. It was like a super IMAX screen, but it wasn't IMAX. It was like a whole ass I think like two hundred some people could fit like in that theater alone. <laughs> it was like two hundred and sixty oh, something. Like, oh, it, oh, it was gigantic screen, so I had to see like all up in Michael Myers's like entire being. Basically, and you saw his hair plugs and shit, Bruh, Like it was like, what happened? Did you get fried? <laughs> like I know it's like a hot. Like I know it's just a cheap Halloween mask, but that shit looked like like heat damage. And like broken off at ends. <laughs> like, I just wanted him to have a better, like, deep conditioning regimen. I was like, why? <laughs> you want him to decondition while he stalks his sister for like 40 years. The mask was like, I mean, something must have been done. Something had to be done. It looked bad. But I'm looking at this chance to wrap, wrap a picture and, and, He's got the same thing going on. And I don't think that's fair. <laughs> because it looks bad, y'all. <laughs> because his hair, I guess it's supposed to look like Wolfmane. Wolfmane don't look like <laughs> Like if Tito Jackson was werewolf. Stop. Like if Eddie Jackson, but Michael was werewolf. That's what it looked like. Shout out to them though for like having um. Shout out to them for having like the eighties effects. It looks like actual like like how Michael Jackson when he got <laughs> transformed into into a werewolf. I mean, not as good. That was like full on. No. Like, I felt like that was the power of the Jacksons. <laughs> But like this looked like something off face off with somebody who get eliminated on the first episode. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> um oh gosh. Oh, okay. and speaking of horror, oh, speaking of horror movies, I have an update about when I said I was gonna watch Hostel. I just want everybody to Yeah. Know. That was disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I was so disappointed. I was sitting there. On the like, yeah, I was disappointed in that one too. I mean, the dude did get his dick ripped off. Okay, I, I, that's why I watched. Like that made the whole movie. I clapped oh in the theater. God, because I, I was like, yes, there was in the one, theater. The one part that that took me out was at the beginning when the dude got his head cut off. Like she came down for breakfast, and that dude just didn't have no head no more. And I was like, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> he headless. Who got him? <laughs> I was like, oh shit! But yeah, I, I thought it was gonna be. I think it was like too quick. Like I was expecting, like if you're gonna be torturing people, like you're gonna be torturing people, like torture me while you torturing them. Because I was like, these scenes are quick, man. Ain't nothing happening. Yeah, they got a lot of people to touch. Like you got like, people cutting off Victor Crumb leg. Okay, that was up fucked on up. The they didn't have to do Victor. Eat like me. That. <laughs> he just took. And I was like, "How is he alive?" 
time. I asked my mom. I was like, okay, mom, what about this? So I was like, there's a dude, right? And he's cut up. And he's got one leg that's missing. And he's got his other leg being like filleted or whatever. And like, I was like, what? But he's still alive. I was like, wouldn't he have like died from blood loss? He's like, he was like, yeah, he should have. And I was like, okay, but he cut, they cut his leg while he was alive. And he's just kind of like up there choking. I was like, damn it. You just should have stayed back in Durmstrang or whatever the fuck that school was called, man. Cause they did you dirty. They did her so dirty. <laughs> did her, and then who, the girl, the blonde girl, I don't even know what happened to her. She ain't make it. I mean, the only the one girl. Did she make it, though? Did anybody make it? I didn't even understand um, the last scene with the head. Oh, she got her uh, forehead ripped off because uh, Sentinel got a little too excited. Thought he could, like, kill somebody for real and messed up. Oh, and then wanted to know if he could get a new one. Oh, no. <laughs> he ripped her. He's, he was like, uh, I scalped her. Can I get a new one? Can I get a new one? And they were like, no. Oh no! And then oh. he refused to continue, and then he died. So the only person that made it was uh, little mama, cause little mama was rich. Yeah, and so she I got guess, to cut somebody's dick off. Bro. I guess that's uh, I guess that's Eli Ross commentary <laughs> on the state of the world. You, you should watch the Green Inferno. I'm worried already. <laughs> Just watch it and get back to me. Oh God! Oh God! I don't... I'm googling it now. Oh Lord! Um, so I get so, fed to ants? Uh, do I? Probably. Yeah. Um. So that was Tragedy Girls, everybody. Yeah. Um. <laughs> thank you for listening. Um. We really appreciate it. Um. You can follow us on Twitter at Black Girl Film Club, but it's BLK Girl Film Club. Um, you can find us on a, a Tumblr, um, blackgirlfilmclub.com. If you have like any suggestions or just want to talk to us about like your favorite movies, like just email us at blackgirlall spelled out black, um, girlfilmclub at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to share like what we're going to be talking about next month? I want the people to guess, but uh, <laughs> guess what is a good what is a good like hint that's not the obvious quote? The only one I could think of is <laughs> "Big Mama, your arm." <laughs> I should laugh at that. That's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It is a it's a really pervasive issue in our community. <laughs> we ain't shit, okay? We ain't shit. I, if you know what that movie is, if you listen to this, you know what that movie is. You know, tell us because we're gonna put we're gonna do one episode for November and probably December, just because the holidays yes. and, and life and stuff. So it's gonna be a fun one. Um, yeah (laughs) i'm looking forward to it i haven't seen that movie in a very long time so i really want to know what i think of it as an adult i think i watched it like last year for the first time like all the way through (laughs) and there's a lot that happens and i was kind of like oh this is this is way more than i thought this is gonna be 
but that should be it should be interesting i guess i guess our hint our other hint should be it's a uh it's a family fair that's a good hint right yeah that works that's good if you didn't get the first one i don't know how you're gonna get the second one or you know <laughs> like i mean you know <laughs> that quote i think should be easy for most of you <laughs> most yes. of our audience at least are, are, are supposed to the audience that i'm thinking if you're you know if you're not if you're not well versed in 90s that's too much that's too much of a hint if you're not well versed in these types of movies i'm sorry <laughs> yes okay all right y'all so i guess that's it all right, all right. bye guys bye guys